0: episode 9 um, I am John of course and joining me tonight I have the usuals in Evan and Philip let me start with Philip how are you doing tonight
1: I'm doing awesome doing great That's I am be, I, know, I know you just jumped off that <laughs>
0: arms uh, that arms test punch so oh yeah
1: my arms are nice and loose nice and sore already I've been playing for I feel like I've been playing for like two days straight even though we've really yeah. only had like three rounds but been having a lot of fun with that
2: very nice very nice uh, let me jump over to Evan how are you, how are you doing tonight man I'm pretty good. Mostly just, you know, looking into some old games that I might want to try out. Trying to backlog my stuff, I guess, for this next couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay, anything in particular you're playing? Uh, nothing offhand right now. My buddy's still back into Overwatch, so I've been helping them out there. Because with, with the information that's been coming out uh, about the eSports side of it, that still interests me. There's the function of it being super expensive to join the league, which was really annoying, since hmm. that keeps you from getting the Cinderella stories, which is really what I liked about esports. they like casual players who come together, get better, and then beat pro teams, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sure, but sure. they also announced, I guess, not that long ago, that they're going to do like mini tournaments that will kind of filter those teams up and then they'll be able to play in the big league without having to pay the extreme amount of money that they've been talking about. So Yeah, it's a lot cool. of
0: money. It's like 20, was it like 20 million or something like that?
2: Or, or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. got to have real sponsors to get that's into it. that league.
0: And then uh, we're also joined by uh, Dreamcast guy. How are you doing tonight? Fantastic. That's good to hear, man. That's good. I saw you're playing Friday the 13th, right? You did a full review on that? Yeah, man. I And he,
3: normally after you spend like 40 hours playing a game for a review, it's like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to move on to the next thing. But I'm addicted. I'm still full videos up and I'm still just playing it every single day.
0: I love it. Yeah, you have to move. I assume because you do, it looked like you said on Twitter, you do try to do like 12 videos a month, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. So it's always, like, usually there's a couple top tens and a couple reviews and a couple rant videos. So since I do so yeah. much scripted work, I'm always kind of on the treadmill to make the next video.
0: Yeah, so you have to you have to pretty much play a game, then the next day start writing up the video for it. Next yep. game, video, next game. So you have to be, like, on it pretty pretty quick. Yes, but, 100%. So you, you, must, you must really like this game then. So actually, tell me about it a little bit, because I, I saw... Uh, a lot of people, because I figured this would be the next game that would kind of take over Twitch a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it, it's one, it's a horror game kind of, which everyone loves those kind of games. First off, to watch people play, and then two, it's like a cooperative multiplayer game. It all kind of reminded me of like I guess the situation with Evolve, where one person, you know, yes. plays as like the the big bad, and then there's a bunch of people who are weaker but are able mm-hmm. to kind of get around them. What do you mm-hmm. what, do, what are your ta- what is your takeaway on that game though?
3: It's very very good what impressed me most is I thought that it'd be one of those things where it'd be fun being Jason and suck being the counselor but the counselors are actually pretty powerful like when you get good with it you learn how to like set traps and skillfully set up your exits and fix vehicles and uh, it's it's extremely fun Uh, the. The analogy to it being like Evolve is very accurate where you do have this one guy who is super powered because Jason can literally teleport around the map and stuff. And the louder you are, he can literally see you through walls and sense your fear. So you're trying to stay in well-lit areas of work together, but also talk quietly because when you're talking to your microphone, even that will put off
0: sound. So you're literally like <laughs> in a video game being like, we are so fucked. Oh my God. It's, oh, that's pretty cool. So you have to actually so be quiet in your chat headset.
3: Yes. And so, man, that's that's uh, one of my favorite things about it is there literally have been times where I can hear Jason, like, on his mic being like, I'm going to cut you bitches up. And we're like, okay, that means Jason's outside. Set a bear trap at the front door. I'm going to break this window so he thinks we're going out
0: this way. And then both of us run out the front door and get in the car. You know, man, it's it's really addictive. Oh, that's pretty cool. That actually sounds actually a really – that's a really original idea. I mean they're using, obviously, a, a property that most of us know where it's supposed yeah. to be a horror game. But that sounds like a cool – Sure, really cool idea. It kind of reminds me, I don't know, if, a little bit when Evan and I were playing Killing Floor way back in the day. That sounds really fun. <laughs> um, but let me jump over to, to Philip. What were you What were you playing this week? I have a feeling you're doing mostly ARMS, but I, I don't know if there's anything else you're playing.
1: Oh yeah, well just for the last two days it was ARMS, but before that um, it was Street Fighter. I got a chance to get Street Fighter a day early um, for the North American release, just, just because I downloaded it from the Japanese uh, eShop. Oh, fancy. And- <laughs> I made the big, yeah, super fancy. I made the uh, big, yeah, early guys. Um, Lead <laughs> hacks or. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, uh, but I made the mistake of getting the japanese version which is just in japanese so i thought it was gonna like have english in it but it's not it's mm-hmm. that version only has chinese and japanese but it's fine i mean it's street fighter you know i already know the whole story the lore behind it <laughs> um but other than that it's it's been a lot of mario kart um on and off that's like my go-to switch game so
0: sure yeah sure. you can't i mean you can't go wrong with mario kart right
1: oh no, no it's always yeah. a good time
0: we did arms, obviously. We did some of that, which we'll get to a little later on. But I also played, uh, I actually played Rhyme, and Rhyme is actually a pretty good game. I was, I was honestly surprised. It's, it's actually pretty fun. We did, uh, they, I don't know if have you, any of you guys played it at all? Not at all. No, I haven't even looked at. I looked at a trailer like a month ago. and That's about it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's kind of reminded me of Ico when I first like got it and took a look at it and everything. <laughs> the art style is really cool, and they actually do the entire game at least as much as I've played. was a couple hours with zero dialogue. Wow! So, so they try to teach you how to play the game without actually telling you. There's no text on screen. No, nothing. They basically just tell you like go, and you just try to figure it out. But they have some cool mechanics with the environment to try to teach you how to do things, and it, it's pretty cool. And then the soundtrack in that game. You know how uh, philip you probably met, uh, they talked about the Switch version being ten dollars more, but having a a like a code for the soundtrack in the physical version.
1: Right. Right.
0: That soundtrack is is probably going to be worth the ten dollars. I'm going to be honest, with you. it it is wow. a very good sound. They had um uh, Lindsey Stirling do a nice. lot of the soundtrack. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, and you've, obviously, I'm sure most of you guys have heard her work. It's it's really good, and they they have it timed up so when you accomplish something, like in the beginning, you have to go around to different points of light, and your character like yells at them. <laughs> but it 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 has like a full like like orchestra kind of break in when it happens, and you see it kind of shoot to the the spot. I mean, it, the sound is really good. So I, I'm enjoying it right now, and it has a really cool puzzle feel. You don't, There's no fighting in the game. You don't kill a thing. Wow, and, uh, it sounds
1: a lot like Ico. It definitely yeah, does. Yeah.
0: It is really neat. I, I'm enjoying it a lot, so it's uh, it's been really fun. But I, that's going to come to the Switch eventually. Uh, they just don't know when. I, I picked it up on the PS4. I was tempted to get it on the PC. It's just it was easier on the PS4 because I have my Elgato already hooked up to it. That was seriously the deciding factor. Um <laughs> And I want to see if they do patch it eventually for pro support and try to get like 60 frames out of it. Um, mm-hmm. So that was the big reason. But uh, Evan, you said you're mostly just doing Overwatch, right? Uh, just for now, yeah. That and okay. still working on some other things. A lot, a lot of drawing and painting and stuff. Right? Well, not uh, painting, I guess, inking. Well,
2: yeah, similar, but specifically one color. Sure.
0: Sure. All right. Very good. Well, I guess we'll talk about a couple of the big things this week, and then we'll talk to the the audience a little bit. But. Um, I guess we might as well get right into arm since that's what everyone's pretty much been playing, right? ARMS test punch.
1: Yeah. Um, um, and but, uh,
0: really? let me. I guess we'll start with Philip because you were you were almost like jumping into it before we even got started, right?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I was. I was playing literally like five minutes before we. I jumped into this room here, so um, I've been having so much fun with it. It's it's a blast. I mean, like I, I've been saying, like I've, I played it uh, a couple months ago at the Switch event in San Francisco when they were touring with it. Um, And it was fun there but I only got a chance to really play one quick match and I didn't get a chance to feel for the game very very well But I, I could understand the concept of it and I had like from that moment there I could see its potential and now having even more time with it And getting to experiment with like motion controls and traditional controls and even handheld mode, which was my biggest question of how that would feel. I feel so much better and I'm so much more excited about it. And and when I'm not playing it, I, I'm like, man, I just want to play ARMS right now. Like I don't want to play anything else on my Switch. I just want to play more ARMS. So yeah, it's great. So here's my only problem with
0: handheld mode though. You have to go through the Wi-Fi connection, right? Unless you do a US. So you can still do LAN, but you'd have to go through USB-C to USB and then use a LAN adapter from USB to Ethernet. But then that kind of defeats the point of LAN. Yeah. Um, that was my only concern because in your video you You had to go out to your garage
1: (laughs) yes yeah i went straight to my garage which is the best place to catch wi-fi in my house so i wanted to make sure i had like the most stable connection possible Mm -hmm. and that's unfortunately it's going to be a setback but at the same time you know like i feel like uh, there are people who do have pretty good wi-fi connections out there like nintendo you know made the switch into a portable you know it's a hybrid portable device and Mm -hmm. you know I, i guess they're kind of expecting their audience to have Wi-Fi availability if they're dipping into it. The only
0: problem is it seems to be almost like widely criticized that the Wi-Fi on the Switch seems weak. And um, I did this off camera. I haven't done a video about this at all, but I actually opened my Switch up and I attached four or five different antennas, one from a laptop, one from a PS4 antenna, actually. Mm -hmm. It's not the antenna huh it's it's not i've tried it yeah i've tried it it's something to do with the network chip or the power going to the network chip or the firmware something is affecting it and you know what's really funny it's very possible because they don't give us any good readings that the firmware could just be displaying the wrong like information up on that uh up in that top right corner where the wi-fi is and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things because sometimes my speed will be good but i'll look over and i'll have like one bar and it makes no sense to me Um, but I just used one of my like eight LAN adapters when I did arms and it was fine. I I didn't try handle mode. I did all motion controls and I have to say it worked really well. I was really happy with the motion controls. If I play the game, I'm not going to play it serious like competition. Mm -hmm. I will probably just use motion controls because it's fun. Um, I had a good time with it, but, uh, I don't know. There were some parts to it. I liked, I love the lobby system. The lobby system is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Mm Um, the, (laughs) I didn't like volleyball,
3: (laughs) And I love volleyball.
0: <laughs> Actually, that was my favorite part of it. Really? See, the only problem I have with volleyball is I, I couldn't talk to the person next to me. Oh, yeah. And uh, we would both swing at the volleyball at the same exact time, and it turned into like a nightmare where we're both just trying to trying to throw punches at it at the same time. And we what it looks like you're supposed to do is throw after you hit it once so it sets it, and the other person is supposed to jump and spike it. I assume that's yeah. what's supposed to happen, but that almost, that almost has happens from luck. <laughs>
3: well, What I've been trying to do is it seems like you literally charge it up. If it's in the air, you can like do four or five hits. So what I did is I would cheat and get the triple punch uh, gloves that split apart and literally just guide them like tiny homing missiles. And that almost always would uh, trigger a spike. So I could just dominate the hell out of people.
0: Yeah, and i I saw a lot of people do that combination yeah it was you were either that or you were um your ribbon girl because of how sha- how fast she was like she would just be yeah. all over the place which made sense actually I liked ribbon girl a lot I think she was one of the better characters uh you were either her or, or there were a lot of people who was, like the mummy because he was really really strong he would hit mm-hmm. hard um and he could he, he can heal himself so it would mm-hmm. um it would kind of get out of hand sometimes to where people were complaining about it being, I guess, overpowered. But uh they, they have time to balance the game. That's the big reason they did this test bunch. One to test their servers, obviously, server mm-hmm. load, and two to work on possibly balancing characters in a patch. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh I I had fun with it. Um but Philip, I, I think I, I don't know, I don't know, uh, Dreamcast guy, if you did both motion and physical buttons. Did you do both? Uh, controllers. I I did, I did only controller. I
3: I'm gonna test since I'm reviewing it. I will do a full test of the motion controls, but I'm not a motion control
0: person at all. Okay, let's stick with the test fire. How do you curve your punches when you just um when you just have hit a button? It, it's the right stick. Basically, your your left stick
3: uh, controls your body, and then your right stick mm. after you press a punch, it controls them. So you can almost do it individually if you space your punches out. You can actually curve them opposite directions. So I've even done like
0: swooping uh scissor cut type punches okay. yeah because with the motion controls you punch and then you can twist your hands like this and it'll mm-hmm. it'll do whatever you want so I, I actually kind of like that um I was tempted to maybe try on the next next test punch just go in just maybe handheld mode and seriously just mm-hmm. wired up through LAN um, just to try the button combinations, uh, just like button presses. But mm-hmm. I was just I was having too much fun with the motion controls. I have to say that is probably some of the most accurate I've seen with motion controls in a long time because I'll say we've come a long way from actually mm-hmm. twisting and, and punching from Wii Sports boxing where we're like this the entire time. Although yeah. there are some special moves where I kind of go back to those days when you hit the specials and you just go like this. Yeah. But that that's, you know, a couple seconds here and there. But... Overall, I was happy with it. Did you guys all have good network connections with your ARMS yeah. experience? Extremely, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, I don't think I got disconnected at all, actually. Um, really? One okay. thing I did want to say, though, about the motion controls, too, is when I, what I found out when I was playing, um, especially today, too, is when I picture myself, like when you're picturing, if any of you guys have played uh, virtual on in the arcade or any sort of like, yeah, dual tons. stick, Um, fighter. You know, there's dual, like the way you control and move your characters is with those dual sticks. So if you really kind of like picture yourself holding like those Joy-Cons are planted into something and move around that way, it really kind of helps. I mean, at least that's like kind of a pro tip for me. Right, because you almost Um, like lean sometimes like this,
0: right? And then you'll get a punch and you won't realize why stuff is curving that way.
1: (laughs) Exactly. That happens to me all the time. Or like I'll be trying to move forward and and I'm sort of going like this. Like why won't he move forward and all he's doing is throwing a grab and i get frustrated and i'm like motion control suck you know like it's just cuz i'm not getting it right
0: that's the thing about that game man it's you have to actually think about what you're doing it's not like i said in how we do we boxing where we just go crazy if you actually <laughs> sit there and think about what you're doing and make sure you're straight and you're curving at the right time It'll respond right. Like, it was correct when I was actually, like, thinking about what I was doing. So I was really impressed with those motion controls, like, overall. And the character selection was good. I played as everyone. I think my favorite characters, like I said, were Ribbon Girl and um, probably The Mummy. But that's only because he seems like the perfect uh, character for beginners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, it was it was fun. I don't know. What, what were your guys' uh, characters of choice? I like the the ninja guy. I can't really say why other
3: than I just like his his character model. I have that bad habit sometimes where I see someone like I'm a ninja he's a ninja made in heaven match. But uh, I played him from the start and I I probably put four or five hours total so far uh, on the test fire and just on the normal modes because I have the full version. Uh, And I like it. Uh, It's it's very interesting. He's very fast and fun. It does a lot of
0: teleporting grabs I like. Yeah, the, tel- the teleporting grab was cool, where you can kind of you kind of disappear and stuff. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what about you, Philip? Who is your who is your main? I guess you'd say.
1: Um, I thought I thought it was going to be Springman because I started out doing pretty well with him, but then I transitioned over to Ninjara, the nin- the ninja guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just just like you, I really like the way he moves around, and I think he he does move around a little bit quicker. And also when he jumps, it's sort of like he has blink. Um, yes, yes, and that's I think very helpful too and that's pretty unique. And I like that all the different characters like Master Mummy and all that stuff like how he can regenerate health when he blocks. You know, they all have their little like perks and unique touches to them that give it so much diversity. And and, and like that's why I think Arms is very like, you know, there is depth there that people don't see from the outside of this wacky arcade fighter. <laughs> So
0: <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. That's all it is. That's all
1: there's to it, right? It's fun.
0: So exactly. I had fun I had fun with it. It was it was a good time. I think I would, I think if I had to pick one, I was going with Ribbon Girl. She has the molt like she could jump four times in the air. Mm-hmm. Um she just had a lot to her for dodging. I so I, I kind of liked I guess that. Um let me see. So I guess with arms, we need to talk about I guess the next big thing on the switch that happened before we start talking about some other consoles. Uh that's uh that's Monster Hunter. So hmm. Monster Hunter is coming to the Switch. And I don't know if this uh, caught a lot of people off guard because it kind of surprised me. Um, I know they were having the championships coming up and they were taking place. And I think right before them, that's when they dropped that bombshell, which if you're in the U.S., uh, it was at like, what was that, guys? Like 11 o'clock at night or something on yeah. my side. Um, so it was the Eastern, I guess, over with you, Philip. It was probably like 8 o'clock at night or something. Um, just, just randomly. Just yeah. Monster Hunter Switch. And then I saw people put it out on Twitter and then it was locked in you know monster hunters coming it was just a page update on capcom's site and i think that caught a lot of people especially investors off guard because nintendo's stocks like surges their market cap value goes up like 2.2 billion dollars or something like that mm-hmm. and it just goes insane and do you guys do, i mean do you guys think right now this was really the biggest announcement i guess that could happen prior to E3, excluding Pokemon, of course, because Pokemon's its own thing. I mean, is this the game that the Switch really needed for an announcement before E3 at this point? Yes, this is such a smart
3: move. This is something I've been saying, which is that Nintendo needs to be smart and just keep dropping bombshells. Right now, the sales of the Switch are extremely high for how limited the games really are right now. We still only have like Five or six major games and some of those are indies so i think it's really smart that they're just being like oh you need another reason to buy one monster hunter this was such great timing going into e3 so now it's like okay we got that out of the way
0: more surprises yeah so let's uh, let me ask philip is it is that the game though philip that other than pokemon of course <laughs>
1: um well you sound like you got something up your sleeve spawn wave but Maybe. i <laughs> i think uh i think it is you know honestly i really think it is besides pokemon from a third party perspective of course um i think that monster hunter is probably the biggest game from that um market from the for the japanese market and for the western market as well but that's just yeah. the way I see it.
0: sure no it is i mean it- there's already it's already impossible to get a Switch in Japan. What happens mm-hmm. when it comes out, because the release date is August 25th, it's coming sooner than I thought it would. Like That is way sooner. I, I had no idea it would be out. Is what, that for
1: both territories or all territories? Uh, or?
0: No, just in, just in Japan. Um, but mm-hmm. I will say I would be shocked if there was nothing about localization date at E3. And what's interesting is uh, more than likely they will probably release both on the same day here in the U.S., Right. Um, because at that point, the translation is probably the same across the board. Uh, and it's really not a big deal with the Switch because it's mostly, obviously, it's a region free system. So they probably don't even have to re- redo most of the programming mm-hmm. for, for regionizing it. Really just change the text and move on. Um, but uh, I think, I mean, that's, that's it. I know, Evan, you've been, you've looked at Monster Hunter for a long time.
2: Well, oh, yeah. Monster like Hunter. PS, PS2 days with you, right? Yeah. It's, it's a fun title. It's a great title. It, it always has that little bit different to it to make it a more unique experience than most games that are out at the same time. A lot of games have tried to emulate that feel of you versus giant creatures with tons of abilities. And they get close, but there's always something a little extra with Monster Hunter. Mm -hmm. And to see it come out for the Switch and the 3DS, we were kind of hoping it would, I mean, among tons of other games we're looking into. but it seems really interesting, and then the crossplay announcement. I was, really yeah, I was going to get to that over. soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll that, talk about that. <laughs> that really shot it through the roof with me because as long as they can maintain that with other stuff and make it really well with this, it's going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah. So let's 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 get to this crossplay. So uh, during the announcement, if you guys watched my live stream, I was heavily confused because it was all Japanese text. I don't speak Japanese. Fortunately, there were some people on Twitter that were sending me messages because I was asking on Twitter. Uh, they were sending me messages saying, this is what it translates to, this is what's happening. So we found out there crossplay, and you can even transfer your save uh, one way from the 3DS to the Switch, apparently. Mm-hmm. And you do have cross-play between on the Internet. You can't do it locally from what everyone's saying. It has to go through an online server, more than likely to parse data and make everything compatible on their end. But you can have a friend who's using a 3DS and somebody using a Switch in the same room playing. They just have to have a server and an online connection. This is a big deal. I think a lot of people see it as like a like, oh cool, Monstar can do that. But if the Switch and the 3DS have that technology pretty much there at their disposal, um, I think that is a massive deal because that means that like the 3DS is not going to be discontinued. As soon as we thought it would be, because now it's compatible with the Switch. It's it's a cheaper entry point into that environment, into that ecosystem for Nintendo. What do you what do you guys uh, what do you guys think about about this uh, this interesting crossplay? Uh, th- uh, what's going to happen here with crossplay?
1: I like I like it a lot. I like the idea that they're sort of involving they're keeping the 2DS and the 3DS um, family alive, but at the same time, I don't want the 2DS and the 3DS to hinder the Switch and the success Mm -hmm. of the Switch's potential in the future with, you know, future titles coming to it. I don't want developers to be developing one game for both consoles or for both, you know, systems. I'd rather have um, a Switch version of Pokemon that is just made for the Switch that looks like, um, you know... Pokemon stars, how it should look on the switch with full HD graphics or just like a totally new engine that's revamped and looks great. I don't want to have, I don't want to play like DS Pokemon or 3DS Pokemon on my switch essentially, but the whole concept of like, you know, playing online with each other and and being able to play with your friends uh, who don't have a switch yet and, you know, who can still get monster hunter is incredible. I mean, that's just, you know, going to make that game sell like crazy, like hotcakes. <laughs>
3: It honestly, this whole thing still just surprises me because remember like this time last year we saw that the amount of 3DS games coming out was trickling off hard. I mean it was was going off a cliff so everybody assumed that they were just going to be grabbing every 3DS developer and turning them into Switch developers in just one giant transition. But now it turns out that they just kind of created a hybrid team of people who are making everything for both maybe. It's... I think it's a, a good move, but it's a very shocking move to me. I I, uh, I would have bet money on the fact that they were just going to throw the 3DS out
0: the window, but they're actually staying true to their word and supporting the hell out of it. Yeah, no, definitely. Evan, what do you think? Because you, you were really talking about cross-play off-air also. What do you what do you think about this revelation of 3DS and Switch like kind of competing against each other in the same game?
2: Well, it's, it's almost like it's not competing in a way. I mean, it, if you have one and you prefer it for that, you're going to get it for that. Uh, it's great for the community specifically because now people who only really want to own the 3DS at this point can now play with the Switch players and that increases the pool of people you'll be able to play with overall in the game, which is fantastic. I mean, there's really no downside to that. Uh, probably, I think the big thing now for them is there's gonna have to be a company that comes up with an engine. You remember back when, I think it was, Crisis 2 came out, they showed the engine for it and how it could quickly change certain aspects of the game they were making to suit the other console's needs. If along the line of what Philip was talking about, if someone could produce an engine where you can generate a great quality game for the Switch that has like all the great functions that the Switch can cover and then immediately like downscale what it needs to to go to a 3DS, it could enhance uh, the developers to put out more games like this cuz my biggest fear is that this falls off like how the the Sony PlayStation and the PSP kind of did combine for a little bit there did have a little bit of crossplay then they stopped completely and just didn't do it anymore uh nintendo i don't think are gonna kind of go that same road because this is definitely going to be huge for them and it's going to be great to see it going forward with what other games uh new and even old they might even upgrade to allow that to happen
0: yeah yeah no i mean it's just it's interesting like you said philip uh you don't want like, 3DS games being moved to the Switch. I do think, though, um, you seem to want Pokemon to be like this new, obviously, a new game. I do think it'll be Pokemon Sun or Moon essentially ported with higher assets and a higher resolution assets and just high definition in general 1080p and 720p. I don't think they're going to build a a Pokemon game from the ground up. And I guess, really, this just gives them the opportunity, like Evan said, to make the player base larger. I wouldn't be surprised if Dragon Quest XI had some sort of cross-play going on, not like not like a ton of cross-play, but maybe something there that they can do because the idea with the 3DS and the PS4 version is they're essentially the same because you can kind of use this weird password between the two to continue your game on either one. But maybe the Switch, because it can actually communicate with the 3DS, can do some interesting things as well. I think it's just to let them, maybe not drop the 3DS off a cliff right away, but to kind of gradually Mm -hmm. let it kind of fade out, you know, without it being like super dramatic where it's just like a complete drop-off. Game Boy Color um, style, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think there's really no downside other than what Philip is saying, where maybe developers get a little lazy, realize they can just move the 3DS game over to the Switch, and uh, that's it. I, I would hope that's not the case. Uh, but I think, I also think Monster Hunter Double Cross was not rushed, but it was definitely like, hey, we can port this. It's arm It's ARM processors across the board, pretty much we can just port this thing over and it'll work really well. So let's just let's just do that because <laughs> people want it on the Switch. A, a lot of people wanted Monster Hunter in high definition uh, because it's been stuck to 240p for, for a long time now. <laughs> um, the 3DS screens are not good. I wish they would upgrade them, but I, I don't think they can. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm, it's better than not having it, right? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's either you have it or you don't have it, so...
1: That's true. I'm I'm happy that we do have it. Um, I'm a little sad, and I think a lot of us were kind of shocked when we saw how it looked. Because I I we I, I said
0: it was going to be a port. <laughs> I was yeah. like, it's going to be a port, and uh, <laughs> some people gave me some grief for that. And it's a port. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, I just I think I think the crossplay also pretty much ensures that Pokemon Stars probably is real uh, because that is probably the number one thing they want to use it for is Pokemon in some way. Mm-hmm. So I'm shocked, honestly, at this point that it has not been announced yet because Pokemon always gets announced May before E3, like the month before E3, and then they show gameplay footage at E3. Um, maybe because it is a port like this one, they figured it was not be as like spectacular, so they're just waiting for the direct to kind of show it. Um, but that's that would be my thought. Oh, Philip, are you still going to E3?
1: Um, I still don't have a ticket yet, to be honest with oh. you. Yeah, but I'm still working vigorously to get one so hopefully i can get my hands on one somehow if anyone knows how i can get one even if it's like craigslist or something hit me up let me know (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, i want to get you three somehow you can get some uh, b-roll footage
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try and make it happen. Even if yeah. I have to just bang on the door outside and like, beg them well, to the let me in.
0: Is I know I'm going next year. I'm gonna go next year. I'm gonna actually oh, yeah. get out well in advance. So Bill yeah. Um, yeah, made, gonna... made the mistake of telling me that I I, he, I have a place to to, to crash in this place. So <laughs>
1: Um, He's always welcome. That's your bed, man. You see that couch right there? Yeah. Oh, good. So go. That's a luxury estate. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but uh, I think that's—I guess that's everything for Monster Hunter. It looks good. It's going to sell a lot, and the Switch is going to be mm-hmm. even harder to find. So, not surprising there. Oh, there was a rumor actually, real quick, going around, and this is where things get a little interesting. Um, so, a while ago, there was a uh, there was a post and <laughs> on what my favorite website in the world. Uh, no, not really a uh, 4chan. Um, oh, really good. And okay, so a leak. Did you, did any of you guys see this? This whole Monster Hunter leak that happened on 4chan?
3: No, no, no.
0: Okay, so this is a while ago. They leaked information about double cross, they leaked information about the Switch getting double cross, and it all was correct. All of it, like every single bit, even down to like when the supposed range of release dates would be, it was dead center. Mm-hmm. Um, and Part of this is that at E3, a Monster Hunter game on the PS4 will also be announced. Wow! And it would be a not a traditional Monster Hunter game. It would be more of a, uh, yeah, people are talking about it in the chat, a Monster Hunter Five, but it wouldn't be typical Monster Hunter. It would be Monster Hunter with things like quick time events, <laughs> uh-huh. more actiony stuff like that. It wouldn't be your typical tons of gathering, you know, creation. Mm-hmm. um things like that it would be more along the lines more of, like a
2: reskin God of War basically kind
0: of it's going to be much more instant gratification for example um okay. and and the idea is to target more towards not the hardcore monster hunter fans but like more the casual monster hunter fans and then they would rename the new monster hunter game that they're going to create for the switch and it's be like monster hunter 5 portable or something like that and that is the rumor right now that's strange but I'd, I'd play the hell out
3: of that. I've played quite a few Monster Hunters and I've played a lot of games that have incorporated Monster Hunter mechanics, but it sounds really interesting to see what that team would do breaking away from Monster Hunter. So if that actually is weird and goofy and possibly broken as it sounds, I'd play the
1: hell out of that. It sounds like a great idea. Honestly, it really does. And I would play the hell out of it too. I like Monster Hunter a lot. I never really got too crazy into it. Like I know a lot of people are, but I also know that a lot of people are know about it and just don't play it because it's like kind of over their head or just don't have the time to like learn all the gathering and crafting and all that stuff. So something you could easily jump into and has like simpler mechanics would be a fantastic thing on the Switch and even on the PS4. So
0: Yeah. I mean it's it's not gonna it wouldn't hurt the Switch because the Switch would technically get the The hardcore Monster Hunter experience, the the PS4, kind of what they were saying, it kind of the, again, the casual experience kind of, and it it probably wouldn't even be used in their championships (laughs) because it would be more like hold your hand kind of style. Yeah. Uh, Whereas on the Switch, you would get the better, the quote unquote, better definitive edition of Monster Hunter and it would be portable, which is kind of what Monster Hunter has been built on for a long time. You know, after it went, after it left the PS2, it was like heavily on the PSP. People were camping out in Japan for this game on the PSP. So, it would still have the definitive version, and I don't see any reason why they shouldn't do that, because it'll just make Capcom more money. Um, From a business standpoint, it makes sense if you can make everybody happy, you know? I mean, the PS4 would love to have a Monster Hunter game in, in America.
1: My only question is, um, isn't Monster Hunter an online game? Because the Switch is a handheld portable system, and that just doesn't make any sense for a portable, right? Like an online game? Because, I mean, well, that's why they're not well, doing Destiny play 2. You can single player, too. Yeah, well, single, it rebalances itself for single player.
2: Yeah, well,
0: you can play all
1: I'm single player. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. It was a bad Destiny 2 joke. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's uh, uh destiny 2 really really bad apparently uh,
3: destiny
0: like, no, 2 no 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 oh <laughs> uh, man destiny 2 uh let's um you know what while we're talking about single player let's let's talk about uh final fantasy VII and kingdom hearts so oh, if you yeah. guys if you guys missed this one there was uh, uh basically they had like a bit, like a financial briefing if i remember correctly um i actually was reading about this one and and kind of trying to read it through tears And uh, uh, what happened was they said that neither game will be out. uh, Well, they'll be out in the next three years. So they give us a three-year window. (laughs) Which kind of had me sitting there scratching my head a little bit. Because Mm -hmm. that means that Kingdom Hearts might miss two full console generations. Because the last one released a month after the 360 came out. Yes, Kingdom Hearts 2 guys released a month after the 360 launched. (laughs) and i mean what what where do we go from here now because a lot of people were saying that there were some perfectionists with kingdom hearts 3 uh they kept redoing stuff and at this point the word has gotten out from kingdom hearts 3 that seriously like two or three worlds are done out of a possible eight (laughs) wow (laughs) so again that's that's a that's a rumor that has leaked out of the studio so again I, i i don't really know what to even say about kingdom hearts at this point i mean do we even ever see it? Do we see ever this game, or does it eventually become Half-Life 3?
3: I, I don't think, and I've been banging this drum forever, and it always pisses people off. I'm not sure Kingdom Hearts 3 will ever come out, and if it does come out, I think it's just going to be either episodic. I think that they're going to come to a point where they literally have spent so many hundreds of millions of dollars in development. They're just going to have to put something on a disc. But uh, whatever the heck's going on with Kingdom Hearts 3, clearly it's uh, taking a lot longer and costing a lot more than anybody in that company could possibly be happy with. It
0: costs money to keep these things in development. Oh, yeah. yeah, A lot of money. The big problem you run into also is the longer it sits in development, the bigger the hype is going to be and the bigger the expectations to meet will be. And it'll never reach that height. I don't care how good the game is. People are going to look at it as this took 10 years to get out this better be a or 12, 13 years even. This better be a 13-year... This yeah. better be a game that's worth those 13 years. Uh, you know, it's... I mean, Final Fantasy fifteen was heavily judged for being 10 years old when it came out. Mm-hmm. Well, how badly is going to Kingdom Hearts going to be judged when it comes out? It's it's, it's, it's tough, you know? Um, but what do you... Philip, what, what are you thinking here with Kingdom Hearts 3, man?
1: I don't know, man. Like, I've been looking forward to it too, a lot. I've, I've been a huge Kingdom Hearts fan ever since the first one. I kind of... Got split away from the series once they broke into fractions and decimals and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, that's their big problem (laughs) Um, Yeah, but um one and two were big games for me and part of my like, you know gaming life and stuff So I don't know. I I think that It better be good. It better be good I don't think it's gonna go the route of like, you know being 10 years in development or whatever like Final Fantasy 15 was But I do think that they don't want to mess it up They don't want to release a broken game and I'd rather them take their time with it and release something good than release something broken, you know. And I'd also rather have a game with eight worlds than five worlds or four worlds or something. Yeah. So uh, at this point, I'm still patient enough. I still like Kingdom Hearts enough and respected enough to wait for a good game rather than a rushed game. These guys are master devel- game developers. You know, they know what they're doing over there. And I trust them. So I'm willing to wait for a great game.
3: Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Let's not forget the fact that there's probably going to be a Star Wars world and a Marvel world. So if you ever wanted to see Mickey fight uh, Iron Man, just just be patient.
0: That would be that would be interesting. I would be okay with that just to see. I would love to be like have like a uh, uh, like a Keyblade and then fight Darth Balls. As, as yes, maybe. yes, that would be amazing. Um, Evan, what do you you actually played Kingdom Hearts two on your late great PS two, right, Evan?
2: Only a little bit. I, I know it's a huge niche game for lots of people but like it never really struck me as a game that i really enjoyed playing that much and at this point watching people wait for kingdom hearts 3 is my favorite spectator sport that's going on right now because i mean these conversations just keep happening everywhere so it's like they're, they're gonna, gonna keep <laughs> happening until we see
0: anything i mean if, yeah. we don't see, if we don't see one bit of gameplay one mention at E3, what happens then? How much do people freak out? I mean, people are going to be
3: setting the internet on fire. People are literally going to be getting on planes to fly to Japan to punch a
0: director in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna. Yeah, you're right. They will pay the money for that. <laughs> you know what? They'll just they'll just let them come on a uh, uh, American Airlines plane and they'll take care of it for them.
3: It's true. It's uh, true. It's <laughs> like, I,
0: I tip the security guard. You're not <laughs> yeah. making it there. <laughs> when was the last time we saw Kingdom Hearts? Oh, uh, gosh, was that e? That was e E3- three. It wasn't last year. Was is year before? Wasn't it? I I thought
3: we saw. I I, mm, I thought we saw another like eight seconds of it. At, uh, eight seconds. At <laughs> I, I thought that they just like brought out a DVD copy uh-huh. and then <laughs> and then they put it away.
0: But I, I thought we saw something at PSX. Yeah, I think it, a lot of people better. in the chat are saying 2014. That was when they had like those like. Jesus. Hundreds and hundreds of Heartless on screen at once. Remember like that? And he was running yeah. away trying to fight them all. Yeah, what were you saying, Philip? Go ahead.
1: No, yeah, I think we're due for another showing. I think it's about time. I think a lot of people would be really pissed if they didn't show it. That would be crazy. I mean, you know, it's Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> we need to see it. It's been so, too long.
0: So let's talk about um, <laughs> the other game that people are really concerned will take forever to get out, and that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Now, I did a little... I did This is part of a video I did. Uh, they are hiring... Uh, people now to to work on parts of the game. Um, Because I don't know if they need to get it done faster or what's happening, but they said that they are now starting the development process of part of the game. (laughs) I I don't know how clear that is to anybody. To me, that sounds like because it's episodic, maybe they've almost finished the first chapter and they're Mm -hmm. looking to work on the second chapter. Um, But the thing about this game is I would hope it would be out uh, either I would hope either late this year or early next year because it's episodic, which mm-hmm. means that they can take a month between each episode to get it out, maybe even longer. Yeah, they can even take way longer than that. Yeah. they can take months between each episode. Well, so what
3: what I was hearing from my my couple birdies in Square Enix is that they want it to be three chapters. It's going to roll in a bunch of chapters from. Uh, uh, crisis core and a couple things that weren't absolute dumpster fires in a uh, dirge of cerberus and then one of the the episodes to actually come out every other year so it's not going to be like each one is supposed to be a giant game and episode 1 they told me is going to be called episode midgar but who knows how much of this is true now like even then, that that birdie tweeted to me, like, in December. And this stuff seems to be very much in chaos right now. Did they say it was going to be $60 for
0: all yes. everything? Say, okay. $60
3: okay. for all three. There's not going to be a DLC or a season pass. It's going to be very much of, like, these are three big chunks. If there's going to be any DLC, it's going to be, like,
0: costumes or something. Oh, okay. Very good. That, I See, I would pay for that. That sounds good. Because then, I mean, if they take a year between each one, it's not the biggest deal in the world. It just mm-hmm. it means that first chapter has to get out, you know soon <laughs> yes <laughs> otherwise it you know it could now i thought about this other a different way when they said um it'll be out in the next three years i wonder if that means all three chapters will be out in the yeah. next three years as well which means that we could get you know first chapter first, second chapter third chapter you know year 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 and then it's good I'm, I'm okay with that but if we don't see the first chapter for another three years why are they even putting it on the ps4 because the ps5 will start to get announced
3: so hold on say so here, let me grab something so the company that's making the Final Fantasy remake, for those that don't know, is actually the same team that made all the Dot .hack games. And basically the same. they're doing the exact same thing they did with these, which is that they built an engine that is as powerful as it can be. They make the best combat system they can, and then they just literally churn these out about six months apart. I think they're going to do the exact same thing again of like, okay, spend five years making sure everything's shiny and the combat isn't just trash, and then we can just make the games like this.
0: I have a feeling you just wanted to show us your very rare... Uh, also very, very rare no. quarantine. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: I paid way too much for that.
0: Yeah, that's an expensive game. <laughs> uh, but that's... You know what? As long as they get the, get the game out, you know, make it good like Philip said, because the worst thing that can happen with something like Kingdom Hearts is it comes out and it's broken like Mass Effect. Because <laughs> yeah. then what were they doing for 13 years? Uh, <laughs> but that's... Uh, Cool, that's bad.
1: <laughs> um, Especially a game that's like the first part of an episodic series. Like, they, it needs to be a big showing because if this one sucks, then the whole thing is going to fall through, you know? like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like this one really needs to be great in order for the others to take off. So, I mean, but it's Final Fantasy VII and it's the remake. It's, you know, we know almost nothing about it and how it's going to really look and play. We've seen so little, and yet it's one of the most hyped up games that people want to see. So they have a lot going for them, you know?
0: So oh, let me um. I guess let's uh let's jump over to uh, Far Cry. Do you guys see any of the stuff for Far Cry Five? Yeah. Oh yeah. Lots. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Did you um? Did it did it look good to you? I
3: I don't know why, but for some reason the anti- the bad guys seem so boring and plain to me. I, okay. I don't know. That's which is so weird. I like the setting. I hope that they're driven insane somehow. I hope that this is like rednecks who somehow like have a virus i'm just hoping that this isn't just like these are just some bad dudes up in the hills of montana go up in the hills of montana and shotgun them that seems too a to b all the far cry games have some sort of hallucinogen or mutagen or it's the far future and you're punching dinosaurs this would be the first time where they're like these are just dumb rednecks shoot a dumb red that would be too
0: simple for that series Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see them getting a little off the rails with it as well, like you're saying, with some crazy, you know, uh, twist or something in there. But, um, it, I mean, the visuals look good. It, it looks oh, like yeah. Far Cry. I like Far Cry. Evan, I know you really like Far Cry. Well,
2: I, I felt I do kind of like Far Cry, but Far I did Far Cry fall Three off though. You like Far Cry Three, right? It was all right, but the the story premise I didn't enjoy a lot of that. I didn't enjoy. I preferred Far Cry when it was more of a tech demo for something interesting in games. The mm-hmm. first one being like the visual fidelity of it was a lot higher than most games at the time. The second one adding the nature elements and then the spreading fire mm-hmm. elements. Which was fantastic, and even some alternate uh, gameplay elements like hiding behind covers so you can heal yourself rather than waiting for your health bar to regen on its own, that kind of stuff. Because um, for the third game, you well, that was the you play I guess almost like a student who's traveling and then suddenly becomes yeah. like a war god with guns and stuff. <laughs> yes, like what? What the hell happened there? Like, and that, But the second one just felt a little more realistic. You were a mercenary uh you're in i think south no north africa you were somewhere in africa and the elements of combat were incredible because of the fire element uh being able to stealthily do stuff or in some instances in the game i would just huck some molotov cocktails into a village start burning it to the ground while running through shooting everyone it had a lot more fun gameplay aspects to it whereas i think since three it's only been how big can we make the map mm-hmm. and that's
1: about it so i don't i don't know
0: Okay, all
2: right. I mean, it looks fun. Phil, did
0: you see anything about? Yes, yeah,
1: I saw a little bit of the trailer. I didn't catch the full trailer, but um, it looks interesting. I really like the direction the direction they're going. But I also think that um, I personally hope that they go the other direction. I hope they go the more realistic, more grounded direction mm-hmm. and bring Far Cry to a more serious tone. Um, but at the same time, I think that you know, they're totally there is something going on that there's something else fishy here because even since Far Cry One you you were jumping around with superpowers right because mm-hmm. of because of something so there's always some sort of twist with the gameplay i'm sure that there's some depth there i think that ubisoft is is too like i don't know exciting to just keep it like you know guns and and knives and, and stealth and stuff i think that we're going to be moving around like crazy ninjas but I am disappointed that this is another title, another major third-party title that we're not seeing, like, a, a Switch support, you know, alongside the other consoles. But who knows? Maybe we'll see something in the future.
0: It's interesting uh, that it's, it, this is the first Far Cry, uh, according to a lot of people, that, that takes place in, in America. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's another interesting... I guess, a little fact there, because it could be be interesting. You know what? If they go a realistic route, as long as they tell a good story, an interesting, compelling story, they don't necessarily need anything off the wall. But if it's like a very boring, like you're saying, um, Dreamcast guy, where you just go in there and just kill everyone straight up and that's the end of it, eh, it could be kind of (laughs) boring.
1: Well, like look at Red Dead Redemption, you know? There isn't anything too crazy unless you play like the zombie DLC stuff, right? Like yeah. they went super serious with that game, and that game's like you know I know people that cried at the end of that game.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm one yeah. of. It. That's an excellent point. Is like sometimes just turning something that is surreal and crazy and just be, how how dark and how real can we get? Sometimes that hits a chord just because it catches you off guard.
1: Right, right. I'm one of them too, by the way. So,
0: well, you know what? Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about Red Dead Redemption because it did get pushed to next year. It's not coming out till they said spring of 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't give an exact month we're thinking it's going to be April though is is what we're thinking. Uh, but what do you are you guys disappointed that it's not going to be in what they were I guess a lot of people were thinking fall or October? Um, are you disappointed that we're dropping to next year because it sounds like, it's just taking them longer to make it. I mean, the games that Rockstar produces with, like, GTA 5, those mm-hmm. games take a long time to make. It's not like... <laughs> we're not talking, like, you know, a year or two development time. We're talking a while. I mean, they've probably been developing Red Dead Redemption for quite a bit of time, even alongside GTA five, while that was mm-hmm. being uh, kind of created for the PS4 and the Xbox One. But what do you guys want to see out of Red Dead Redemption 2 um, after you kind of let us know about how your feelings are about getting pushed? Um... I, I'm totally fine with it being
3: pushed. I completely understand why it got pushed. This is their first time ever making a game from the ground up for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and dedicated PC. So I understand that it's just like you're learning a totally new language And your very specific style. Um, I'm I'm trying to think what I want to see most. I guess the thing I really want to see most is I want to make sure they learned so much making GTA Online for GTA Five. I really hope we see a lot of those conventions brought over to Red Dead Redemption. I want to like get a bunch of my friends and ride through the desert, shooting the hell out of people, and like going on hunting trips. That seems like they could make a really great living
0: world. Sure, sure. What do you what do you think? What are you thinking there, Philip?
1: Yeah, I want to see more like of the same stuff, but better that they did with Red Dead Redemption one. I want to see, um, a bigger open world. I want to see better, you know, graphics. Cause they're, you know, obviously sticking with the, you know, PS4 pro. And yeah, that. you saw
0: that you saw the screenshots, right?
1: Yeah. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, look so, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with how it looks and how it's turning out. And the fact that it's delayed is, it's heartbreaking, but at the same time, I know that Rockstar, like, what they're capable of making and how long they've probably already been working on this game for. So there's probably a good reason behind it, and I trust that it'll be ready when it's ready. So,
0: I'm gonna I'm actually going to ask Evan a different question about it. Evan, are you surprised that there's still no PC announcement for that game?
1: No, not really.
2: Really? That, that seems like that'd be a perfect game for the PC. Yeah, it most likely will eventually come to it. But with Rockstar, I don't, as a company, they always feel like they're focusing heavily on console instead before they even decide to put it out on PC. And it usually takes a little while if they're going to do it at all. So, I mean, the moment, like with any company, I always have like the the sort of files in my own head of when you, they announce something, what am I expecting from it? You told me that that game was coming out or I saw it somewhere and immediately it went into the file of will be pushed back, will probably come to PC maybe a year later. <laughs> like, that's where it just went and that's what I'm expecting out of it. And I, okay. it's, it's nothing in. surprising at this point.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised it's not even talked about at all. They didn't even put a little PC symbol down there and saying, you know, coming soon with everything else. Um, it's weird that Red Dead Redemption 1 has yet to show up on the PC. It's very weird. Uh, but I guess if Rockstar wants to do it, I would see Red Dead Redemption come out like a year later, much like how uh, GTA five kind of made that release with um, PS4 and the Xbox One version and everything. It's just they definitely have the priority set on consoles and then they'll probably look at, I guess, PC at that point. When they announced
1: GTA five, did they announce it with the PC version as well, or was that a later announcement? It, it
3: was when that they was... did the re-release. When they did yeah. the, the definitive edition, it was like first person PC mode board. and also
0: on the PC. Yeah. Right. With with mod support. Yeah. That was a big deal. Um right. but uh so let's let's talk about one of the weirdest leaks I've seen in a long time. Now I I guess you could say leak, but we've known about this for a long time, and that's the Mario and the Rabbids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is interesting because this artwork had been floating around apparently for a while. I had never saw it. Uh, uh, OJ, Dave, they said they, they've seen the artwork that we all saw this week that leaked out from uh, an Ubisoft memo. It was definitely internal documents. It, wasn't, mm-hmm. um, it definitely wasn't something that's going to be going out to the public. Uh, the way that they were saying things like calling uh, Princess Peach uh, the badass princess, for example... Um, it doesn't look like that was going to be something that we would have ever seen if it didn't get leaked. But what are your thoughts on this, guys? Because this is an interesting, interesting interesting-looking game. I'll just say that. I'm all for it. Uh, Anything...
3: it's just interesting it it just looks so different i guess that's what i really like is anytime i see mario after what 35 years practically 30 years after 30 years suddenly it's like and now he's got a hand cannon it's like sure yeah let's see him shoot something yeah so i i he's got a mega buster yeah i'm cautious (laughs) cautiously optimistic i'm very open-minded to it but i really i'm not gonna make a full uh full guarantee until i see some extended gameplay
1: sure yeah what do you what do you think philip Yeah, that's my thing too. I'm waiting to see actual gameplay. I think just from an outside perspective, I've never been a fan, a big fan of the Rabbids. Mm -hmm. Um, They've always kind of annoyed me a little bit, but I'm still open to the fact that Nintendo is trusting Ubisoft, you know, who I like. I like Ubisoft uh, Mm -hmm. with one of their, you know, or actually their most important franchise, which is Mario to make essentially an RPG, right? Which everyone loves Mario RPGs, so this is gonna be the next one. And, you know, I wanna see how it plays and I wanna see what the combat is, is like. I, I know that from the leaked stuff that we've seen, it all looks really kinda interesting. Like we saw like that characters are gonna be very unique and um, there's gonna be like multiple worlds and stuff like that. But um, I'm staying optimistic with it. I'm, I'm, I just wanna see more of it before I kinda make any final judgments. Evan, do you, uh, did you see any of this leak where they had Mario with like a, a hand
2: cannon? <laughs> Didn't get to see the hand cannon stuff yet. I, I occasionally look into it because it is always interesting to see that alternative Mario game. I mean, I can only be—I can only keep myself interested so much in let's run from the left to the right and hit boxes occasionally. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fun well, thing let, for speedrunning.
0: Let, let me describe some of the stuff here. So. Uh, For example, the game is technically defined as a strategy RPG, uh, almost like a tactics-based game is the way they were describing it. You don't control the characters directly, you control them indirectly with uh, what they kind of describe as like a, a, I don't know, a different entity, a spinning disc or something that you kind of wander around with and they follow it, or we're not really sure how you control them with that. Um, But when I first had it described to me, it almost sounded like it was like a Final Fantasy tactics, but you can walk around kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it just it seems weird, doesn't it, for Mario to really be in that kind of situation? Although I will say um, some weird games with Mario included things like Paper Mario and Super Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo. When those were first shown, people made fun of them heavily because they looked weird, but they turned out to be really good.
2: Well, yeah, with with a game like this, though, if, if the mechanic that they're building for it I feel like they almost knew what they wanted a game to be with the mechanics beforehand, Mm -hmm. but when you take a game to a new place, a lot of people tend not to pick it up if it's not the standard title, if it's not a major uh, name, which actually, going back to you saying that Capcom's bringing out a new Monster Hunter on the PS4, it sounds almost like maybe... Because we haven't heard anything about Deep Down for PS4 for a while, Mm -hmm. so... What if they just adjusted that game and then renamed it Monster Hunter to try to get people behind it?
0: Yeah, they kind of forgot about this now, didn't they?
2: Yeah, but like with this, maybe they were just designing something and then they got the ability to put their hands on a major character, Mario. And then they decided to put their less major Rabbids in it. Like they didn't have to be Rabbids, but they had access to them. I mean, it's part of their IP, so why not? So it just kind of works out in the end to give people something familiar in an unfamiliar state to maybe learn something new about a game that they probably wouldn't have played otherwise, which is what I really felt like Paper Mario tried to do uh, with that type of stuff. And it can be a really good game as long as the mechanics are great. And what you're describing to me sounds weird as hell, but I do definitely want to see it in action specifically
0: yeah they had um like i said okay so there's a picture of mario he has like a mega cannon it looks like honestly it looks like a mega buster i put it on twitter side by side and he's pretty much shooting it like mega man would um so they're using guns and lasers essentially in mario um which is weird the first place although you obviously use guns and smash bros it's not like you're not going to be upgrading like he's gonna be probably upgrading his hand cannon for example to shoot you know, Koopa's in the face.
1: <laughs> I think it's so, funny that they finally give Mario a gun, but you can't really shoot it. Like it's an RPG. Yeah, so, it's an
0: RPG. You don't
3: pull a yeah. trigger to, to, yeah. to, to
0: kill a Koopa. No, no <laughs> triggers in Mario. Yeah. yeah, like you're not, you're not, you're not, you know, taking a Koopa's life with with a trigger on like the. And then they have to. Then I assume Bowser has to call that Koopa's like wife and be like Mario, like you know, took him out. We lost another one. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> uh, <Head but> <laughs> that is an
0: interesting point that you make there Philip with uh with you basically indirectly uh murdering them with Mario that's a good point I didn't even think about that
1: yeah yeah I just think that there's something to that definitely so I don't um, know I'll be happy if we see uh Gino Gino will make me. Uh, oh man, you think yeah. we'll see Gino? Yeah, it's, it's gotta be. I mean, they they Ubisoft knows how to do fan service, you know. So we'll we'll definitely, I think, see some some likenings from you know Mario RPG and the classics. So.
0: Yeah, maybe like Easter eggs or something. Maybe Gino is like a doll in like, or maybe they just have like the Super Mario RPG characters as like a doll in his house or something in the beginning.
1: Yeah, just something small, doesn't have to be big. Doesn't it even say on one of the leaks that there's going to be, like, secrets and Easter eggs or something?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, the, the leaks are hilarious, so I'll yeah. just read this to you. They have, like, a timeline, right, where it's, like, uh, it's like step one, surprise everyone at E3 or something like that, <laughs> <It's Good. laughs> which obviously uh, did not work out. Uh, and then it's like, step two, get everyone on board, and then step three, uh, explosive launch. And this is, I guess, what they're sending around to – it's a very weird memo – them to be sending back and forth it almost seems like you know how we see those glass door reviews coming out now about how they're being almost like a fraternity Mm -hmm. type uh like mentality at these places Mm -hmm. i'm sorry the way i read those memos it seemed like that's what was happening like they were typing this up while they were like high-fiving you know and stuff (laughs) bro what if you give mario a gun but not only a gun (laughs) mega man's gun (laughs) (laughs) bruh. Like it felt, it just felt that way. Like when I was reading it, like I feel like I could read it just like that. So.
1: <laughs> it's like Bill and Ted made a PowerPoint for this. game. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude, I'm telling you, dude, it's like, so
1: man, radical, bro.
0: <laughs> so, I, I don't know, man. It, it was, it was interesting. I, I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be different. So I'm okay with this, but. I don't know. It's it just feels it feels weird. It feels like Nintendo is like, okay, here are the characters, but please don't make it suck. <laughs> like I don't think Nintendo has a lot to do with this, or at least not as much as I'd like them to. But it's uh it's definitely different. So let's um, <laughs> I we talk about this a lot on here, and uh, I I, 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 pr- I promise you guys I don't hate Microsoft or anything. I just I don't know what they're doing. But let me let me. – I'm curious, Dreamcast guy, on your opinion on Microsoft heading into E3 right now. Uh, Right now, uh, optimistic.
3: I'm very open-minded. So I feel like Microsoft is trying so hard to make the right moves. They're trying to give away better games. They're trying to make Xbox Live more user-friendly. They're trying to bring over backwards compatible games like crazy, even though realistically they're losing money on each one of those they buy the rights to. Like – they're doing everything they can to try and make people happy, to try and keep pushing the envelope, but it's still not catching on. So at this point, I'm very curious, they're either gonna have to drop a bombshell at E3
0: or it's just looking grim. Yeah, it's 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 very worrying. Um they're they're big at, one of their big, I guess, games they were at least talking to leading up, kind of talking about was Phantom Dust, right? I mean, they kind of talked about it here and there. They're like, oh, we canceled it. Don't worry. We brought it back. It's going to be great. And then they released it as a free game with microtransactions before E3. So that's like off the table. And we have Sea of Thieves, which actually looks really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've talked about this before. They're in this weird place where they're putting stuff on the computer as well. Everything's going to the computer. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know why I would buy an Xbox the more I see this happen but what I mean, what what could they announce? What do you think they would announce, Dreamcast guy, uh, to to really take over E3 next to Scorpio, of course, because they have a new console at the at at the show. Which mm-hmm. these rumors keep flying around that Sony is also coming there with a new piece of hardware. I think it's PS4 Pro Slim, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think Microsoft would show up there with? Uh, if I had to take a shot in the dark, I I would have said Halo
3: Six, but they confirmed just recently that it will not be Halo Six. I think though that we're going to get some sort of massive shooter i think that they're either going to bring out a new shooter or they're going to find some way to have something of call of duty scale but exclusive i i know that the only way they can survive and with how silent they've been i think that they're going to have to come out and have something as good as bloodborne or something as like hype filled as gears of war if they don't hit it hot and hit the ground running it's going to be bad so i think it's going to be that or it's going to be nothing
0: Hmm. yeah i was trying to figure out what they could do own okay so they own rare Mm -hmm. could they do a shooter along the lines of perfect dark i would hope so i i guess they have the rights but that's also
3: it's so hard to rebrand something like that so many people are going to picture it as either the really bad perfect dark zero or the really good nintendo 64 game from 20 years ago it's going to be really hard to like bring that out and promise look guys this isn't a fresh coat of paint this is a brand new epic 11 hour adventure that you're going to be paying full price for. I, I just, it's going to be hard. I, hopefully it's something crazy, like a sequel to dragons dogma or something like big known and exclusive.
0: You could get away with dragons dogma. There's a, there's word going around right now that, uh, uh, what's called, um, dragon, dragon age is getting uh, a new game soon. So there's word on that too. Maybe they somehow throw enough money at them to get it as an exclusive game. Mm-hmm. um, it's, it's hard to say, though, because Sony is pulling exclusive after exclusive. Nintendo just keeps announcing games for their console before E3, even. I mean, when E3 hits and maybe they announce another four or five good exclusives, including a Pokemon, I, I don't know what the Xbox One does. Last week, oh, gosh. Guys, I'm going to tell you this now. Media Create came out with their sales. The Wii U outsold the Xbox One. Wow, that's scary. So And they don't make the Wii U anymore, to my knowledge. It's discontinued. I think stores are just selling through what they have. Um, right? I, I don't think the Wii U is being made anymore and produced. Uh, on the top of
3: exclusives, I feel like Microsoft has really backed themselves in a corner after basically buying temporary exclusive rights to Tomb Raider. Because let's not forget, Tomb Raider sold really bad. They put a lot of eggs in that basket and it did not pan out. And then when they ended up re-releasing it later on on PlayStation 4, it again did not sell as much as they wanted because they just didn't have that explosive hype out of the gate. So now I know a lot of companies are looking at Microsoft as the place you go to die. Even if they buy exclusive rights, you're gonna lose money. So I, I know a lot of people now are very gun shy. Yeah, I mean, what do
0: you? Uh, the problem I think is that th- originally the system was kind of branded as like the the one you get for sports games, mm-hmm. right, and oh, and God. shooters, and then it starts to come out. Remember when they first released the mainstream starts figuring out that the PS4 is stronger and will give you a 1080p <laughs> image, whereas the, the Xbox couldn't. And then they started getting racers, which is good because they took over the racing division. Forza is the game to get, right? Mm-hmm. But when Gran Turismo comes out and it's good. Then what does Microsoft hang their hat on? Uh, that's, that's the real, I, I don't know. And
3: from everything it looks like they're really trying to double down on Forza. They're trying to double down hard. It seems like they are just, Oh, I'll oh, say my kitten is like attacking the door. One second here. It's kittens attacking
0: the door. Got it. Yeah. So Forza, we have Forza Horizon and then we have um, uh, Forza just in general. So we have Forza seven this year. We'll probably have Forza Horizon four next year is what he's, what he's saying and it's, yeah. we're trying to figure out here what they would, what they would, what do you, Philip, what do you think? If you were Microsoft with money, what would you, what would you come out with?
1: You know, at this what point, would you buy? <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would I buy? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would buy anything. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to buy. There's a lot of good options to look at right now, but at the same time, I really think that it's time for Microsoft to bring us something else. Because they let a lot of things go, like a lot of things kind of got canceled. And yes, they released Phantom Dust, Mm -hmm. but to me, like that's sort of like they just gave up on it. Like they just had to cut it loose and they cut it loose in a way without canceling it, you know? So like Mm -hmm. they just kind of like gave it away for free. It's like maybe we can make some money back with some microtransactions. Like we're clearly not going to charge anyone for this game. And then, you know, that's that's, like the poor fate of that game. And I was really looking forward to that game. That's seriously one of my favorite games ever. It has the best twist,
3: best twist ending of any game ever is Phantom Dust. Like, don't look it up on YouTube. It's free on Xbox. That is the best twist ending of any game. So the fact that they, they put it in there, they put in like a new level skip option. So instead of actually having to beat bosses, if you want, you can just like, me and skip. It's like, why did you do this to such a good game that you want? Why?
1: Right. It's it's a very underrated game. I loved Phantom Dust, especially like the online stuff, too. Yeah, but I think that Microsoft, I think that they have stuff that they haven't um, told us about. I think that there is another IP that they're working on, and I really hope that they do announce it this E3. I don't have any source information. This is just pure speculation from what I've heard. But I really do think that a new IP is coming in. What keeps spinning through my head is Phil Spencer's quote about service-based games and how he really sees that as the future. So I could see Microsoft coming out with a game that is perhaps like in or like a competitor to something like Destiny, for instance, mm-hmm. like their own yeah. version of that. Because we know that E three or E three EA is working on uh, a Destiny type game, right? Is it EA or is it? Uh, yeah, game? yeah. They had to push yes. it
0: next year because it wasn't ready yet.
1: Right. So we see the the big dogs are kind of getting in. Inve- there there there's a there's a pattern here. Like we see this future, this new genre booming up and. I remember when Destiny was announced. I sort of like, you know, I fell in love with it right away, and and I wanted more games like that. So I feel like we're finally going to see that, and and there, it's obviously working. So maybe they'll make another one, and maybe we'll have a Microsoft service-based game that will take off.
0: Let me let me ask Evan. What do you? What can Microsoft do, Evan?
2: Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You you and I have been confused on this subject as well. I have
0: a, I have a plan for them. I'll go after you guys. <laughs> yeah,
2: honestly, at this point, uh, hit the stage kind of bring up what has been going on and like in an almost apologetic way but then to turn it around and be like well this is what we have been doing and then call guests out on the stage from major companies that maybe even they formed of major people who have new IPs to now go from being Microsoft to the console that everyone puts the games everyone knows about on all the time to the company that's now helping other companies churn out new IPs new ideas new great things and to actually show off enough of them to be like, this this is all new like this kind of blows everything that's currently out out of the water. And to be able to push that forward would be incredible, but I genuinely don't think that's going to be the case. So, okay,
0: okay. So, Well, here's what I would do if I was Microsoft. First thing I would do is I would go out on stage and say that the original Xbox library is also coming as backwards compatibility to the Xbox One completely. So you can go all the way back through all generations of the Xbox from start to now, and you can play them. Of course, they'll add them over time, but I feel like I looked at Phantom Dust and I was playing an original Xbox game, but then I realized, well, what if they did this with other really good original mm-hmm. xbox games you know things like uh, jade empire for example the knights of the Old Republic series and you could pop them into your xbox one and just play them blinks i mean there's there were good games we saw voodoo vince show up recently mm-hmm. and why why not make it so you can pop in an xbox one original game or download it from the marketplace as they make them compatible why not do that and then you expand your library instantly right so now you can say look you can play everything
2: because i because that doesn't save them I mean, no, Howard it doesn't,
0: did, but, yeah. but, it, but it, it, it continues to push that, you know, it continues to push into the wound that Sony has, which is no backwards compatibility. They have zero. Yeah.
2: But that's and, literally, that's literally them standing on top of a hill going, we're going to make no money off of this, but ha like Well,
0: <laughs> that's the thing. We saw Black Ops 2 come in at number 10 on the MPD, which yeah. outsold some pretty good games uh, below that. Mass Effect was outsold by Black Ops 2, and it's like, what. How what? I mean, that I think that does show that there is money still to be made from backwards compatibility, mostly because if you if there was backwards compatibility on the PS4, for example, Black Ops 2, it would have outsold the Xbox One's version. But because that's the only place to get it, well, that's the way it is. That's that's where you get it. And um, aside from from that, they would have to show up there with something big. I kept saying the biggest troll move would be show up with scale bound. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just just show up and say, hey, remember that game we cancelled? Yeah, it's back. You're scale bound. Do you think they
2: would um, immediately throw a smoke bomb down afterwards and just bam? Yeah, disappear. <laughs>
0: yeah. Everything just goes live. Well the well if they did that, if they said, Yeah, scale bound is real, um, you can go and download it on the marketplace right now for free because it's another microtransaction game.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I had um, I just <laughs> thought of, I thought of their game that's gonna save them. Okay, what is it? PT.
3: See, Oh, my gosh. I was about to say, the one place that major companies aren't going towards anymore is horror. I feel like horror is the thing that indies are having to take it and carry the mantle for. If they straight up went on stage and they're like, we're going to be moving forward with an all-new department called Scare Your Pants Off. Starting with Alan Wake 2, PT for Reels This Time, and also <laughs> Scalebound, but with Zombies.
1: <laughs> but with zombies oh, that would be that would be awesome just d- d- uh, zombie dlc for everything every game
0: yeah. every, it's, it's required great. now going yeah. forward everything is a zombie in fact so am i <laughs> so they also have uh they also have a very good streaming service that people are just now starting to figure out about which with beam it got moved it got moved now to mixer it's completely integrated just about with the Xbox one that's something else that they really have over their competition something else if i if i were them i would stress hard because that could be the difference for some people who want to stream well online with a third party game that's also might be something that pushes them to getting like a third party game if they're like a streamer who buys games for their ps4 or their xbox and stream
2: maybe they want to do that instead through microsoft service Actually, that's uh, keep talking. I'm going to look something up because I just remembered something happened last week. Uh, they did something new with Beam. They, yeah, are that's what I'm that? saying. They, they moved it to Mixer, uh,
0: and they added a ton of features, features that actually would help um, people who stream there. They're, it sounds like they're backing. They're giving users, people who are watching streams, it, uh, experience points. They're making it so you can do a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah, it's can not just that. Uh, systematically, Twitch was trying to start doing this, and I'm guessing Microsoft's trying to catch up. Uh you get the experience points and you can use it to usually throw an emote up on screen or make something say something, and that's kind of basic. The Twitch approach, which I'm guessing Microsoft is going to do, is actually having the watchers interact in the game itself. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine playing Left 4 Dead, and then a a user who's been watching you for a while has got all the EXP going. He just drops like a hundred rounds of just mass this, zombie. This is, this on is
0: interesting. They are doing that, and they actually showed it, and it's available now, I believe. They yeah. they, they they ran a dis- – they displayed it as a demo where they had a live fireworks show, and people would throw experience to launch different fireworks in real time, like yeah, actually that, out on a field.
2: Yeah, but that – I mean that's fireworks, and that's fine. Uh, it's cool to do that, but the gameplay element side of it, mm-hmm. if they can release just a slew of games that heavily interacts with this to make it that big next thing for streaming, that'd be... Yeah. Incredible.
0: We'll also keep in mind that the latency for Beam or Mixer now is much, much lower than Twitch. Like We're right. talking like a second. It's insane. I don't know if they just have better software or just better encoding or oh.
2: Wizards over at Microsoft. I don't know. If we want to be real, it's because they have less of a a base of people streaming at this point that's true they might also they may also have better service
0: it's hard to say i mean yeah maybe that's the case but i mean it's it's much better than i've ever seen from even justin tv well (laughs) latency is definitely the the key problem you have to get past
3: there are a couple ps4 games that actually did like dead nation has an option called uh infinity streamer mode where you go in there and people vote basically you're walking like through uh desolate buildings full of monsters and you're shooting them and picking up ammo and people vote which door unlocks next and so people know what's behind it like okay if he goes down the left he'll get extra ammo but have to fight this boss and if he goes down the right way he'll get more armor but have to fight this boss and people are able to vote but because of the latency because i tested it out you have to stand there sometimes for like 15 20 seconds while people actually like finally get the message of what you're doing it's awful
0: Yeah, that's the big problem. Yeah, because there is some very serious, serious uh, uh, latency issues there. But what would you guys, if you were Microsoft, I mean, what game do you go out and buy? Like, let's say you're just like, you know what, you know, Phil Spencer sitting in his office and he's just like, you know what, we're just gonna go buy a franchise right now and put it on this system. What franchise would they buy? Half-Life,
3: if it were possible, because Half-Life 3, because the whole thing everyone's always said, and even Valve hinted at this, if they made a Half-Life 3, there's some like line alluding to the fact that they would want it to be a VR exclusive. That's something Valve said, is basically that Half-Life 3 has to be so different from Half-Life 2 that you can't compare them. And we know that right now Microsoft is really working heavy on making Oculus support for uh, the uh, Scorpio. So you'd be like, Xbox One, Half-Life 3, Scorpio exclusive.
0: Okay, that that's that's actually a really that would get people on board with Scorpio that definitely because we I mean, keep in mind half-life 2, if you remember, was only on the original Xbox. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I could see that happening though as long as because I know that Xbox or Microsoft they're partnering with Oculus, right? So, like, I could see that happening with maybe Half-Life 3 showing up on the Oculus store and exclusively for Xbox Scorpio with, you know, an Oculus headset plugged into it or whatever iteration it gets.
0: Sure, so. sure. I can see that. I mean, they're doing some mixed reality is what they're calling it now, but, I mean, I think they would have something with Oculus for their Microsoft store. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. Absolutely. What would you, uh, what would you buy, Philip? What would that If you had the money to spend and you were a big CEO or a head of Xbox...
1: How do I top Half-Life Three? Um,
3: <laughs>
0: I
1: win. You do. Um, <laughs> let's see. What, let me look at some old games here on my shelf. What,
0: what about you, Evan? What would you? What would you? What would you just attack right there?
2: Honestly, I don't know because most of the major titles we've already heard are coming out elsewhere anyway. I mean, I mean, you can about... say anything. They he, they just buy it. It's business, man. They just break dreams that way. You know, they just buy it. Too bad
0: to Nintendo or whoever.
2: Well, the reality is, I hope that that money has been spent in a situation where we're about to hear about games we weren't expecting. Still, like that's kind of what I'm hoping. But sadly, were, 2017, it's yeah, all so- it's, yeah, it's all gonna be sequels. <laughs> if they were just to straight
0: up buy something, yeah, yeah, man, go for it. People in the chat, hit some, hit some games, man. What do you guys Metal think? Gear.
1: Too? <laughs> there, see, that that's good too. Metal Gear, sure. That's my yeah. answer. Metal Gear. Yeah.
2: What? Yeah. Because it's a problem. Like whatever whatever Kojima is coming up with next, I'd like to. But that's heavy on Sony's side, isn't it, right now? So like, Death Stranding Street. is only the most, because they again they Sony puts the money in, they'll get these yeah. new IPs. Yeah. So um, like the that's the exciting one for me, and they already have it. So like, what else? What the hell else could they do? I mean, there's a lot of things they could pull from. I, I said they should. I mean, I, I threw this around on Twitter. They should rip Bayonetta away
0: from. Honestly, away from Nintendo, I I could see
2: Bayonetta. (laughs) That wouldn't be like a priority in my opinion, but Bayonetta definitely would be a good one. Hey,
0: man, Sega's ready. Sega was like uh, talking about all the old stuff they were putting it out with Bayonetta and Vanquish and everything. And you know, I mean, Platinum Games. Yes, I'm sure they were kind of uh, they were a little salty about Scalebound getting canceled, but it's business. How big is the check they're going to write? You know. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I'm seeing some Hitman in chat, which.
0: I mean, Hitman has their own problems. They are
2: definitely—it's
0: uh, definitely for sale, um, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Microsoft could kind of slowly scoot in there and say, "Season two only on uh, Xbox and, well, no, and Microsoft screw, Windows." Through the server. episodic,
2: buy Hitman, then get a good development company on it. Or maybe well, the maybe. problem
0: is they—they they already promised three seasons,
2: so they could just oh, not wow. do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, if they
0: just don't do it, then that's fine, well, I guess.
2: Why, Well, they can still do the seasons, but why not just buy the rights to the title? And as we were talking about with the service stuff, what if they were able to manage some form of mass-scale Hitman, almost MMO-type thing?
0: Dude, like, the people in the chat came up with some good ones. They did, yeah. I was really,
2: Oh, my gosh. They, well, there's your, say, bad. Bad. There's the your people, Lost Odyssey 2.
0: Devil May Cry. How did, how did none of us say yeah. Devil May Cry? Oh, my gosh. Lost Odyssey <laughs> 2. They hey. want the Japanese market. There you go.
3: I would love if they walked out and they're like, we're undoing the reboot. Instead, we're going to Devil
0: May Cry Five. We're just gonna ignore DMC. We're moving forward. They could <laughs> there's a lot of stuff they could really do, but they would just need to make the, the contract. I mean, Ooh, I mean
1: fantasy they, they do the
0: co- contracts need to work. Yeah, fantasy star. Yeah. Hell yeah. yes. Get, get fan- bring fantasy star over. You know, go talk to Sega and be like, look, we'll make this happen. Bring it over. That way we can sell more than a hundred Xboxes a week in Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They sold like a hundred last week, and the Wii U sold like hundred and ten.
2: How about how about this? Because uh, now that it just popped up, imagine the next uh, Mega Man RPG Xbox One. That'd be cool. Bring back Battle Network.
0: Oh man, Legends! Legends, man, Legends three.
3: Uh,
2: yes, yes.
3: I mean, oh, Legends three was really heavily into development. It's crazy. We saw the demo build. It was made. It was going to be on
0: 3DS. Yeah. I talked about it in, the, like I said, one of the videos too. I talked exactly about that. Like bring. I can't believe that.
1: Why? Why can't they just give us another Fable game, like a like a proper Fable game, like reboot that series? I know Lionhead doesn't exist. They lit
2: that studio on fire. (laughs) I I know Lionhead doesn't exist, but they don't
1: need you know Lionhead. But but why does
2: it have to be Fable? Why can't again they just generate? They put a random uh, name generator on and just go. This is now our RPG, and it's. Pops up as some weird, interesting name, but then it's just got its mechanics, its graphics, and they just show a couple things off that blow people away. So, like, why can't they just do that instead?
0: It's just it's interesting. They they've lost a lot. They've lost the um, they've certainly lost a lot of their marketing deals because we see Destiny two being a Sony marketing deal where they are going to get some kind of exclusive kind of Call of Duty. Same thing, and that used to be that used to be Microsoft. Remember when yeah. Call of Duty would come out a month early, essentially with DLC and everything on the Xbox, and they lose that. And that's mm-hmm. weird that Sony, a much, a much smaller company, let's be real secure, was able to wrestle it away from Microsoft. And that made me really start to think that there are budget constraints in Microsoft's gaming division right now because mm-hmm. they just don't see it as a money-generating machine like it was with the 360. And I've talked about it before. If Xbox Live wasn't there... They probably wouldn't be around right now if they couldn't charge for it. So, you know, it's it's hard. It's it's really hard to say. What what do you guys think happens if they literally just announce the Xbox One Scorpio and just say third party is all we're looking for right now? I wouldn't it shock me. Uh, so
3: something you guys probably know because you're more well read on the business side of things is that Xbox, the Xbox division of Microsoft, makes no money. It's never really loses been profitable. Money. Yeah, and so a lot of people don't realize that this is literally just Bill Gates' toy. Bill Gates likes being able to put his finger in the gaming division and be like, this mine," But once it starts bleeding money, like then I think they're just going to bounce. So I think if it comes to a point where they just – if they come out with a Halo 6 theoretically 2018 and it just bombs, I think that they're just going to be like, okay – uh, developing on our console is now free. It's just basically an open, open source console. Everybody can just hack it, do whatever you want, put out games, sell them through our storefront. We're done.
0: But they could easily just release it on their Windows Store and push their Windows OS that way. A like Halo Six yeah. could be a Windows Store exclusive. Don't even deal with Steam. Just Windows Store. Mm-hmm. And, and don't you don't have to put the R and D in? I mean, how much money do you guys think the Scorpio is going to take to build and create and 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 draw up on their you know the drawing board and engineer it? It's it's got to be a lot of money.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm sure the 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 development is extremely expensive. So I, this is such a weird spot. I I still I know I'm one of the only people who thinks this, but I think this whole integral console generation of these half steps is just gonna screw everything. I, I think. The PlayStation 4 Pro is such a small step up, and it's a it's a noticeable step up, but the Scorpio supposedly being a bigger step up, I think it's just gonna confuse people. Or people are gonna look at the store shelf and no not know what the hell any of this yeah,
0: is. Yeah, I I have no idea. That's why I keep saying the mainstream is where you make your money. They have no idea what the difference between 4K checkerboard and actual true 4K is, right? I mean, which are you you really going to explain that to a mom who sits there glassy-eyed looking at you while you try to explain how checkerboarding works? (laughs) Better (laughs) yet, is a Walmart employee even going to be able to explain that to her? Yeah, exactly. They—they don't. They're like all they're going to explain to her is this one's 350, which I still think a fifty-dollar price cut is coming for that for that uh that PS4 Pro, and -hmm. this one is. Five hundred, for example. That's all they're going to explain to her, <laughs> and then they'll ask if she needs an Xbox Live card or if she needs a PlayStation Plus card for Christmas time. That—that's it. Like, so I—I I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the uh, what the, what the plan is here. If they're spending that much money on something that uh, I'm going to be completely realistic with you guys, two million, three million consoles maybe sell. God, what happens? <laughs> Well, there was a statement a
3: couple of years ago, I I think it was early 2014, it was like right after the really abysmal launch of the Xbox One, and they officially came out and they said, like, we consider uh, even a a million consoles sold fine, because at that point they were still only at about one or two million sold. So I think even at that point they realized, like, okay, we can sort of swing this, but if you spend $75 million designing your console,
0: you can't really survive with three million units. Nope. Nope. So what do you, um, I mean, at this point, I think it's pretty clear that the Xbox one, I assume we're comparing it to the switch then, right? Um, like that's the same generation. We're not going to compare the switch to the Scorpio and the pro sales wise is what I'm saying. I mean, when does the switch pass the Xbox one in terms of sales guys? What do you, what do you think? I mean, we're at, uh, I have to imagine, we don't know numbers completely. I have to imagine the switch is closing in on 4 million units sold right now. Mm-hmm. the scorpio or i'm sorry xbox one they stopped giving us sales numbers at all like they just stopped mm-hmm. the the estimate though is slightly below 30 million is where we think yeah. the, the xbox yeah. one is and uh keep in mind it's been out since 2013 so we're coming up on its four-year anniversary at the end of this year i mean when does the switch i mean do we think the switch is going to sell 10 million units a year and catch it in three and a half years like is that, is that what we're thinking less than that even three years hopefully uh, i don't know yes i
3: I feel like we're gonna hit a point very soon where the xbox one just falls off the cliff i think we're gonna very quickly hit that point where nobody gives a good goddamn about the original xbox one and at that point it's just gonna be free running of a switch trying to catch up i guess it's just about if switch gains steam at this point we know it's probably gonna happen to the xbox
0: one it's just a matter of is steam gonna start selling faster or slower right because well it, it comes down to what um, what games are announced but I think we all know if Nintendo shows up at e3 and Pokemon's announced uh, you might as well like seriously start writing it in for the Xbox there because that <laughs> I, I don't know how they compete with an I don't know how anybody Sony or Microsoft competes with an IP like Pokemon because you we all saw what happened at Christmas time with the 3ds we saw that yeah. Pokemon Sun and Moon collectively sold 15 million units <laughs> like what? That's that's a lot of units. But um Philip, where do you, where do you stand on that, man? What do you think about the Switch's sales compared to the Xbox One? Cuz right now, it's already outsold it in the, the Xbox One's first 2 months.
1: Switch is outselling it already. You know, I after just hearing all of, all of the talk from people like the CEO of GameStop, for instance, saying mm. that the Switch is doing like Wii U number or I'm sorry, Wii U Wii numbers, um, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised if it caught up in sales within something like two and a half or two years, even because the Wii is the fastest selling console of all time, if I'm not mistaken. It right? is. It, it sold 100 million units in a little over five years. Right. So if it's doing that, if the Switch is doing that speed, then it's going to just. It's. It, by. It,
3: it, i, it, pro-
0: oh, go go
1: I want
3: to make a small correction because i see people actually saying that a lot and i just want to make a small correction for the record um the original we uh, we actually sold really badly the first couple months by comparison yep. because there were so few in circulation so right now switch is selling faster than it yep second year second year 24 million yeah, exactly. So it's just one of these where right now it's outpacing it because it just has better supply. I think the the hype is probably really probably equivalent, which is a fantastic
0: sign. Yep, I right. totally talked about That's that on Twitter that right. uh, that people are comparing it to the Wii, and it's kind of unfair because the Wii was an anomaly because uh, mm-hmm. your grandmother's not going to go back go out and buy the Switch, um, yeah. and they were very fortunate that they hit a, at the right time with ATI. They were using essentially a GameCube processor, which they had plenty of overclocked it, put it in the way, upgrade the GPU slightly. So it was basically a little stronger than the original Xbox, for example. They put it out and they were able to produce 24 million in that second year and they sold all 24 million mm-hmm. one year, which is an obscene amount of systems. That's like yeah. PS4 would look at that and be like, oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> like, That's a lot of units. And they continued on that way for a while and they crushed, they ran past 100 million units very fast. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it fell off, because then everybody in the world had a Wii. So, uh, uh, but nobody played anything really other than, I don't want to say nobody, but the vast majority of people that owned it mostly played Wii Sports. Yep. So, <laughs> so uh, that's the way it was. But I, Evan, what, do you, what are you thinking here with the Switch,
2: man, with these sales yeah, numbers? Definitely between two and three years, barring uh, one, basically two things. The speed that they can produce them at, if they've at ever, at any point in time, slow it down for some reason, which would be nuts uh Or, what I tend to always expect Nintendo to do at some point is to shoot themselves in the foot, like with an announcement of some kind where they overhype something that no one really cares about. Uh, it happens a lot more than people like to say, I guess, about Nintendo. Yeah. But we've already kind of talked about uh, the E3 function of them going in with the hype already existing from outside Nintendo. And if they don't. At least get kind of close to that level of what we're asking for. It might backfire, but if they really just, I guess, throw it all under the bus and there's like, here's the new Pikmin, and everyone's like, oh no, Pikmin
3: it, Switch.
2: Yeah, it, <laughs> then that's the moment where it's like, oh, they shot themselves in the foot. Maybe four or five years instead, because uh, it just like with the 3DS. They started it up. They did a bunch of like basic things to it, and then they kept telling us like all these games we were seeing coming out of Japan. They're like, "You're never getting them," and then sales started to go down. And they eventually were like, "Okay, we'll give you some," and then the sales went up. So it just gaps it a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting for if they can produce enough. That's that's the big thing, uh, because if they have a hard time with producing them, then they obviously won't sell that many. But. Here's the thing. I have a feeling that they came into the Switch release with some being cautious, essentially because of how the Wii U went. And now that they're seeing that, I think the second year is when they would produce more much like they did with the Wii. So while the first year is interesting, they have already kind of expressed concern about being able to produce 10 million units through this year. Mm -hmm. I think it would be the second year when they'd really be able to hit their stride like they did with the Wii, if that's telling at all. I, I think... Their second year for the Wii U, they produced a lot of Wii U's, and they didn't sell many at all. In six months, I think they sold, like, half a million for the Wii U, which is mm-hmm. not good. So that's uh, that's something I would keep an eye on, but I wouldn't get too crazy with comparing it to the Wii, because, again, we'll never see anything like the Wii ever again. <clears throat> um, but uh, that was pretty good. Ed, so I guess we can start taking questions from the chat now, because we've reached the hour and a half mark. Use the last 20 minutes or so before we uh, exit, we take questions from the chat. So let's see if we can find any good, any good questions to kind of discuss for the next 20 minutes. If you guys want to take a look at your chat boxes and we'll see what we have there.
3: <clears throat> uh, well, while they catch up, how hyped would you guys be if they just straight up were like, hey, uh, Metroid, boom, Metroid's out in like two months, Metroid okay. Switch.
2: Yeah, that's the thing we've been talking about for weeks now. That's the one that if they, that was their big, even if that wasn't their big announcement, if that was like their forward where they're like, before we tell you anything else, here's Metroid. Yeah. Like that would be incredible.
1: Yeah. I've been watching back uh,
0: some old E3s for some videos I'm making. Mm -hmm. I watched E3 2004, which was probably the best E3 I've ever seen um, out of any company. And one of the first things they did was show uh, Metroid 2. Yeah. Uh Metroid Prime 2 was like that was literally like within the first five minutes of the entire presentation was that. So it could happen.
1: Um, <clears throat> um here's a question from Pokemadness nineteen ninety-six. He goes during the Xbox and Nintendo discussion, Square mentioned a PSP three. Um
0: Oh, okay. So
1: the you're talking about the the Sony handheld that's
0: being rumored to show up in the, the new game.
1: handheld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you I think thought- about that?
0: <laughs> I made a whole video on that, but um, you know, let me ask uh dreamcast guy. What do you think about another system from Sony testing the handheld market? Uh, I would love to believe it. I am
3: a humongous, humongous PSP fan. In fact, no joke. I was literally just testing out, rebuilding a PSP before I started this video <laughs> or started this podcast. But you love the Vita, the Vita lost them a lot of money and they didn't support it. So, my whole thought is if Sony wasn't willing to to buy their own system, so to speak, I really
0: don't think they're going to triple dip. Right. But what if they, what are your thoughts on if they actually have now bought into the hybrid idea? And it's not just a handheld, but it's like a, a hybrid home console handheld well, concept.
3: Well, that's that's what the Vita was supposed to be. Because remember, every article was being like, this is a PlayStation 3 in your pocket. Do you love Nathan Drake? Well, now he goes with you on the go. Games are going to be integrating it, even using cross-multiplayer. Like All their pitch was literally like a guy turns off his PlayStation 3 and then picks up his Vita and starts playing Killzone on the go. So I think they tried that messaging once if they do that again they're gonna have to sell it like they're selling the switch which is literally a dock like you drop it in a dock and pick it up
0: i think it's the only way that's going to take that's off. the way that's the kind of the way i was thinking is that that's how they would have to do it but i mean th- do you think that would make people really mad because it looks like that they're heavily copying off nintendo then no uh, let's be honest there were what
3: 50 rumor is that there's already close to 55 million uh playstation 4s in circulation people are buying what sony is selling every single exclusive they put out just moves like hotcakes so i think if they walked out on stage and said this is something that will increase your playstation 4 enjoyment and work on the go like if they sell it that way i i do think that it will take off and the community will eat
0: it up with two fists Hmm, okay very good very good um, what do you what do you think Philip
1: um yeah I don't know I think that it would be cool to see a new PS uh, a new handheld from Sony but at the same time I just don't think it's the right time for them to jump in I think that uh, the switch is too hot right now and and I think like just like we said before I think we had did we talk about this last week a little bit, yeah, but I just wanted to get a yeah. take
0: on it while we're talking about it now.
1: Yeah, just just for the most part, it's just, you know, they're they're doing really well with the home console business. I don't see them dipping back into something that they just pulled out of. So I think that if they are going to go back to the handhelds, um, doing it like a hybrid way is definitely the way to go, clearly, or a good way to go. But right now, I think that they're going to stick with the home stuff for at least another year or two. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, th- I already know Evan's take on it because he talked about it last week as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was, uh, this is really funny, there was uh, <laughs> I saw this, people are talking about this now, you know NBA Playgrounds, right, guys, I think everyone knows oh, yeah. that, yes, yeah. yes, uh, the developer went on Twitter, and because they've been getting a lot of flack, um, because there's no online support for the Switch still, apparently they're planning something big.
1: Yeah, I That's heard about that, there's something coming up. special coming, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have an idea what it is, but I was curious what you guys think it might be. I, I, I haven't played it, so I have no idea. It's NBA I, Jam. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> what do you What do you think, Philip? I'm thinking it's just going to be some sort of. Uh, I don't know if they if they could possibly get like Mario and Luigi and all those people playable in there, especially because there's like a you know already a sports game from Nintendo um, with those people on uh, <laughs> on the DS. But that'd be cool to see. But I think okay. I don't really think it's going to be some sort of like exclusive characters.
0: Uh, Evan, Evan, what do you think? Uh, I, I think you might know what I, I I'm I'm alluding to. What do you What
2: do you think it might be, Evan? I don't really think. I definitely don't. Uh, I mean, if are, that was the one where they didn't have the multiplayer function right in it. Yeah, like the, they don't have they don't have uh, online play yet. I mean, at that point, would it just be? I guess we're waiting for it to come out, and then they're saying they're going to release something. Would that be president's mode since it's
0: NBA? I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, that was our favorite Uh, thing to do with NBA Jam was play as Bill Clinton and uh, Hillary Clinton and all of them. That's what I was saying. Man, They should bring the the president's DLC in, or even mascots, probably just presidents, and let me dunk on people as Bill Clinton.
2: Why not do both Well, like bring in uh, mascots and presidents to Thank like bring it true. back to that tier as just like, a, <laughs> so sorry yeah, for they, the, yeah,
0: we played it on the Wii. Remember that when we got it, we played it on the Wii oh, and man. you, you unlock all the presidents. They had Bill Clinton. Did they have, they didn't have Barack Obama in there. Did they, they just no, had no, Bill Clinton, was, right? No. Yeah. They had Bill Clinton and um, Hillary Clinton and uh, just all these people from like presidential candidates, like candidates and everything. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun i mean that's how you do it i
1: see that's a, a good idea <laughs> people,
0: just on time,
3: i see a bunch of people talking about power stone in chat and asking me specifically about uh, an hd power stone or a new power stone hell yes i would be so <laughs> cool especially if it was on either either playstation Four, or xbox one or or bring it to switch I, I don't i think it wouldn't go to switch if somebody's developing it i think it would probably end up on playstation 4 just so they could actually make like uh a competitor to Smash Bros. because that was always kind of like a Smash Bros. esque style gameplay.
0: That would be fun. I think a lot of people would. I think a lot of people would uh, would buy that. At least people who remember it from the Dreamcast.
3: Yeah, and they um, did do a remake of it on PSP. So at least it's not too many decades ago. Yeah, I think we had that at the store. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: yeah, um, we used to play Power part. Stone. We had we we had it on the Dreamcast a couple times there at the store. Got traded in a few times.
3: It's good. It's good. I I own a both. I watched the terrible Power Stone anime. Oh geez. <laughs> jeez.
0: Oh man, yeah. That's the other thing. People are asking about Secret of Mana on the Switch at E3. That would be one of the best announcements, I think, for people who uh more, I guess, enjoy that series. But that would be it right there. They show up and say that it is getting localized and it's being brought over. <laughs> on this? Did you did you see that Dreamcast guy that they announced the uh, Secret of Mana Collection on the on the Switch? No, that sounds awesome though. I, I'm not the biggest
3: I'm not the biggest Mana fan. I, I don't I've never even finished one of the games, but I've tried a lot of them. I would definitely love a collection.
0: Yep, it has the first one, the second one. Well, technically the first one from the um, from the Game Boy. And then mm. what they know is the second one and then the third one. But it's only in Japan right now. and It has a physical release, and it looks amazing. It's um, it's out June 2nd, though, in Japan. So it's out in, like, five days, six days. Mm. Um, but nothing about an English... I was hoping they'd even put an English language in there, you know, an option that I could just import it because it's region-free, but yeah, nothing. Nothing about that. Maybe E3 they tell us about it um uh where else do we have Uh, dormant ip oh that's a good one i like that one what what dormant nintendo ip do you want to see return on the switch that's a good question will be dormant one
2: specifically Nintendo IPs, because I'd like to see some of the yeah, old yeah, ones yeah. that came out on Super yeah. Nintendo that were like squares and stuff come back, but that, that'll never happen. Mm. If it's a Nintendo-specific IP... Uh, I mean, how dormant are we
0: talking about? Like, it has it wasn't on, like, the Wii good. U dormant? Excite bike. Boom. We
3: need yeah, a quality dude. racing game on the That'd Switch. That'd be good. I'd like that.
1: Mm. Well, I, if we're going to get a racing game to come back, I just want F-Zero to come back. I think it's been yeah. too long for that
2: so, no Diddy, oh, Diddy Kong Racing?
1: Amazing. Diddy Kong Racing. What other good ones would there be?
0: Uh, people are saying Ice Climber. That's a good one.
2: Yeah. yeah Ice Climber series. Um, Eternal Darkness.
3: That person in chat is the winner. Hell yes.
2: That's the one. Dude, they can do some
0: freaky stuff with your Switch.
3: Oh, well, especially if they actually required you to touch screen for some of the puzzles. Like you actually had to undock it for some stuff and you literally had to like like bl- like draw a design on a tablet or something. That would be so cool. And something like that really, it really immerses you. I don't care what anybody says. Like the one uh, puzzle in uh, Twilight, pr- uh, what is it? Phantom Hourglass, where you actually have to close your DS. That yeah. blew my mind. It was like, I don't know what to do.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's some cool stuff they could definitely do with the Switch with some of the, the Joy-Con features and stuff like that. And they could probably freak you out by being like, oh, your joy cons disconnected from like the handheld mode and stuff like yes. that. Yes. There, there's some crazy stuff they could get into there. Oh my gosh, um, a Fake scratch the screen that would. freak out. Oh, That'd be insane. E- maybe they like, maybe they like, show up. And it looks like your LC's cracked.
3: Yes. <laughs> or, or flash battery low. Just it like randomly like, oh no. Just, here's because, what I would, just because. Just because of what, what they
2: should do. At the store, is small bugs crawling out from the side of your screen. Oh, yeah. oh.
0: So this isn't specifically Nintendo IP or anything, but since Factor Five is back, maybe they get like a new Rogue Squadron game to come over. Yeah. That would be cool. I would play that.
2: Would you play a custom robo? Yeah.
0: No. No. <laughs> what? Uh, maybe. I don't know.
2: I might try
1: Ooh, it. Uh wave I race. I didn't get
0: into that series.
1: I could go for another wave race on the switch. That would be okay. fun.
0: Wave race, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we haven't seen Duck Hunt with the IR pointer yet. That's what yeah. someone else is saying. Legion of Gaia. Yeah, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good ones being thrown out in the chat right now. Um
2: yeah, I know yeah. Earthbound. Yeah, we <laughs> haven't heard anything about Golden Sun, any of the new ones, right? No, that's yeah. one that should
0: come back. Um, there was this big like rumor going around that Golden Sun was coming back at E3, um, but it was pretty obvious that they kind of did, like like a, in a video editor, kind of made the title screen and everything look that way, and then yeah. just played and full screen the video on the Switch. It was pretty obvious, I think. So, um, I, I love Golden Sun, but from everything
3: I've read, that third one sold so bad that Dark Dawn, apparently the company was just like, okay, we got everything we need, that's fine, we'll just move on. Like
0: there. It's one of those things where it's like, no bad feelings, we're never going back. But here's the thing about the Switch right now: um, owners of, the, of their Switch right now are looking, actively looking for games to buy. Mm-hmm. To the point where, if you produce a game, more than likely people are going to buy it out of default because it's there. Yeah. You know, and if, even if it's mostly like Lego um, City Undercover sold the best on the Switch over the PS4 and the Xbox One version.
3: Yeah, what, what is because it, called? it was there the attach rate is insane. They've, they've released sales numbers. There were more copies of Zelda sold than actual switches. Like, so it's like,
0: clearly what you're putting out, they're buying. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So at this point, if I was a developer, I'd be releasing for the switch as soon as possible. And I'd put something big out there and try to get it out before the holiday season, when it gets a little crowded. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but that'd be that. I mean, that'd be me. If it's even possible.
3: The people um, saying fire Emblem, or sorry, not fire. Emblem, uh, advanced wars. I agree with you guys. Like, I I think, more strategy stuff. The only my only slight problem with the switch library right now is that there's not a lot of super hardcore stuff. I do want something where I can like sit down for a couple hours and like do a battle, and even if I lose, I'm like, oh, I need to go back and play it some more because
0: it's a great switch game. But we just don't have anything like that quite yet. Yeah, yeah, maybe they could actually make Star Fox better.
1: <laughs> That's
0: yeah, all I'm saying. Rampage. I like the idea of Rampage to bring back the last story. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many games. That's the thing about Nintendo. There's a lot of games they can kind of reach back and just kind of grab from and just put in front of us at E3 and we would all be like, wow, this is awesome. And then, like I said, we just had this conversation about Microsoft and we're struggling to come up with one game that they can show us. Yeah, wow. <laughs>
3: Ooh, that, that's a sick burn, but dead, dead on. Clay Fighter. <laughs> oh, gosh. Clay Fighter. <laughs> I would love to see Clay, Clay Fighter Switch. We still have crappy graphics, but this time it's optional. Oh uh, man, uh, dude,
2: with the motion controllers. You remember Odama?
0: Yeah, that will that was with like, um, is that the one where you had a, a microphone?
2: Uh, yeah, because you had to yell at your troops to get them you to command do your army. Yeah, well, you basically yeah. played pinball on top of them. Oh, that's right.
0: The enemy oh gosh, now everyone's just shouting out games in the chat rather than asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Look what you did. Luigi's just mentioned uh, that that's the good one to end on. What what else do you guys have for questions? <laughs> Here's a
1: question for uh from uh Jason Gomez. He says, "Do you think Nintendo will stick to making hybrid consoles rather than home um consoles or handheld consoles? So making primarily hybrids rather than one or the other." Um I think that as, you know, if the Switch proves to, you know, be as successful as it is, if it can if the success continues then why not? go in that direction for a couple more generations but i do think that you know obviously nintendo is it doesn't have a history or has a history of of sort of doing crazy things and trying mm-hmm. new things so i don't think that they're just going to be like we finally figured it out and this is our new thing forever i think that you know we'll see something else in maybe three or four years or, or whatever maybe we'll see like um another handheld attempt or something that's just exclusive to that. Obviously that's just like a shot in the dark, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something. So,
0: Okay. Okay. And uh, what do you, what do you think on that one dreamcast guy? Um, uh, I I think
3: that they'll probably, I feel like you have to stick hybrid. That's one of those things of you can't cram that cat back in the bag. Once you've created this ecosystem that depends on playing on the go with just as much power as playing at home, it's very hard to be like, all right, now choose bitch. That's a, That's really hard
0: to do. <laughs> What do, you, uh, what do you think on that one, Evan?
2: Definitely hybrid, but I think as time progresses, things that are starting to become more common in society, I guess, like uh, better Wi-Fi for universal type stuff, it'll start playing itself more into the hybrid stuff we're getting. So really, it's just going to start to benefit everyone greater as time goes on. But then again, it is Nintendo, so maybe like a company will announce a new technology or some pamphlet will come out that they'll read and be like, well, next console isn't going to be a console so much as you listen to music and it like plays yeah. a video in the back of your eyelids. And it's like, well, I don't know if I want this Nintendo. So, <laughs> so, so well,
0: here here's what's happening right now in the world of technology. Uh, we're on this path where a handheld, what we deem a handheld device is becoming closer and closer to a home console because each line of chips are going in a really what is a collision course we have companies right now specifically for what we call these desktop if you want to call them systems that are all have to plug into a tv video cards also they drop down now to 16 and 14 nanometer and now we are sitting here researching stuff sub 10 nanometer chips and the switch uses a 20 nanometer chip. So we're going to start seeing these become the lines are going to very blurred between what is deemed a mobile device, like a switch or a cell phone and what's deemed a, Hey, plug it into your TV. It needs this X amount of power because we're getting to a point where we're, we're going to have like packed, for example, Michael Pactor was talking about how in like 10, 15 years, we're just going to plug cell phones into TVs and play our games. And yep. what he's, what he's trying to say is the technology will become so similar between the two that they would have no choice but to use low power chips that do the same thing as chips that need a ton of power if you look back on like old video cards that are are seriously like like a 20th of the power of like a like a a Titan Xp and the Titan Xp for a while needed like one power plug in whereas like my old 8800 GTX drew more power by a lot and was terrible in comparison in 10, 15 years, we're going to make that same comparison with new video cards that are probably like this big with like a Titan XP and just laugh at that thing. So mm-hmm. we're getting to a point where technology and chips will keep continue to get smaller, continue to get more power efficient, and we're just going to keep making devices like the Switch. And then eventually we won't have an Xbox or PS4 that sit on our desk or our, underneath our TV like we do now. We will literally have the size of like a cell phone. And that's our game concept. And then
2: even the concept video we saw, you might not even need a TV for it. There was that phone we saw that would project the screen onto a wall, and then it would actually pick up uh, an IR-censored keyboard on the table in front of it. So you might not even need any extra peripherals. It's just all in
1: one. Have you uh, you guys heard of DeX by Samsung for the Galaxy S8? No. It's this, like, it's a puck. Look it up. Google it after this is over. Uh, It's a puck that kind of, like... It's bigger than this. It's big enough for your Galaxy S8 to plug into. And then all it is is, is a dock for your phone and then it provides an HDMI cable to plug into oh, yeah. a monitor that turns your phone into a PC. So it's exactly plugging your phone into a PC that makes yeah. it that brings up this like Android UI version of what would look like a home console. So it's not running Windows. It's just running some Android based home console or home home that's that's
0: what's going to continue to happen like like i've been saying it's arm is just an architecture that will be picked up more and more and i hate to say it x86 will eventually become pretty much unnecessary one thing i've been seeing uh some people bounce around is that eventually you'll just
3: like literally buy a controller and the controller will just be like unanimous with all nintendo compatible tvs and you literally just the graphics chip Everything will be in there, and just literally any TV you walk up to. So, like all, like say you're at, uh, you work in an office building and on their lunch break. You just pick up your controller. Your monitor turns into the TV. You can play right there. That way, it's it's ubiquitous. You download the games. I've heard some people say it that way, or literally, you connect it to your cell
0: phone. And you play it on the on the go that way. You know what's interesting is that's technically possible now. If anyone yeah. wants to actually do that with the Switch, they could probably take the dock apart, which is very small. They could take the Switch motherboard out, and they could probably design that already. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I, I have a feeling Nintendo's already looking at, um, like you're saying, sooner than we think. I'm telling you guys, very soon. Like I would not be surprised that instead of releasing what a lot of people want, which is just a straight home console version of the Switch where you don't need the screen and all of a sudden it's I don't know, a hundred dollars, $150. Mm-hmm. You get what you say, where you buy a controller and it's built in. Like that's completely possible. Maybe yeah. it's wireless. Like we're getting to a point where HDMI is also becoming wireless. Um, and it works well. So (laughs) you either plug it in or you plug in a dock that is wirelessly transmitting to your controller. Then Mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy to think about that, but that arm is making that possible. The arm chipsets are really, if you guys look them up and spend some time researching them, they are amazing for the amount of power they draw the switch. I think I I, I was getting a, a wattage calculator to check this, a monitor that you plug in with it. I have a, I think when it's docked, it pulls like 15 Watts whereas my Xbox One Slim, for example, pulls 75 watts, and my PS4 Pro pulls like 110 watts. Damn. And when it's in portable mode, your Switch pulls like 8 watts. And then we see games like Snake Pass, which looks pretty similar on both. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: So people who look at the Switch and say it's an old piece of technology technically don't know technology. <laughs> like, that's you can tell those people don't really understand what uh, what is going on inside that switch that makes it extremely impressive from an engineering standpoint. Yeah. I had no idea that was very educational. I had no idea that is actually super awesome to learn. So it's, it's pretty cool. Arm is very interesting and it's, um, it's becoming more and more popular. Like I said, all of our phones mostly run on it. Um, so, uh, a lot of laptops starting to run onto to it. And, and if you look at any of the laptops that are running arm right now, there's a couple, they get like 10 hour battery lives. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, Oh, okay, what do we... Oh, the, man, someone just asked that question. Okay. What do you guys think about the Switch phone app? I,
3: I <laughs> do not like it. Uh, that is the <laughs> biggest, biggest hurdle to me by a humongous measure. I think it is so cumbersome, and as soon as you take any functionality out of a system and put it on another device, the amount of people that are going to bother to do it drops off immensely. I think... The only time you're ever going to hear anybody else's voice at all is when it's another like real life or internet friend that you've predestined or uh, set up for this cause. I hate, I don't like that. I like when I'm playing Friday the 13th, one of my favorite things to do is to like set a bear trap for Jason to step in and be like, Oh, you suck. And then run away. But it like, that's just, I'll never be able to talk trash on Nintendo.
0: And I don't like that. <laughs> you gotta let them know you're beating them. Right? Yeah. Like, let me tell you how I'm winning. What do you, uh, Philip? what are you thinking about this phone app, man?
1: Yeah, the more time that goes by and the more games that we get to play online, even like, you know, the test punch, the, the worst of idea, the worst of an idea I think it is. Like, I really just, I, I'm beginning to really hate it, actually, thinking about, like, why can't we just plug a headset into our Switch and speak directly through it? Like, why, why do we need another device in, involved? You know, some people don't have smartphones and why do what like why would i ever have to take my eyes off of my switch's screen i think that nintendo like is sort of maybe it would have been a great idea for them to just have a companion app where you can look at like messages and and you know just like what xbox and and sony has right now like that's a great idea that that i think is a no-brainer but to have that be a necessary means of communication just seems like it's hindering the experience of playing the switch itself so i really hope that they fix that in the future, and I think that that's a huge turnoff for developers like Bungie who don't want to, you know, bring Destiny 2, apparently, allegedly, to the Switch, so we'll see. What do you,
0: um, Evan, what do you think about this alleged phone app?
2: Like I said before, Nintendo has a lot of shoot-itself-in-the-foot moments, and finding out that they built this to try to have it be a little more multiplayer-centric, but then not build a VoIP into it. And not seem to want to with this uh, phone app coming out, or not be able to, depending on how what's inside the device and what it would require to be able to run that well. It's really sad to see that that's the case. And I think the only time the only the only thing I think might come out of it is I know we talked about the idea of like a switch micro, like a smaller version yeah, switch. I'm Do you remember? Yeah, with the 3DS, when they released it with the two thumbsticks as the next tier, because they realized games needed two rather than just the one, what if that's... If it eventually gets released two, two-ish, two three-ish years down the road, what if that's the one with the built-in VoIP function they needed that they probably weren't thinking about before because for some reason despite culture and gaming being like you have to talk to people in a lot of these games it's right. important they were like but there's children in here and we don't want an adult yelling at a child because then we'll get yelled at for some reason it, it's there's so many ways around it that we've talked about before and i don't know why they're trying to seal that off from people so there's a couple
0: ways to look at it when i first saw this announcement i was almost positive uh reggie Or somebody did not have the best communication with who was actually designing the phone app because I have a feeling it will be optional to a point. Um, I, I can't imagine why you would need to use your phone to chat through when you can just plug into the Switch. People were telling me that the Switch does not have enough RAM, for example, to run that. And I was doing voice chat on my original Xbox that has 64 megabytes of RAM on Halo 2. Without any problem, so no, the switch with four gigabytes of RAM is fine. That's not an issue. And then I, th- I thought about it a little further. I have a feeling there is, there was a miscommunication there. I think they will straighten all of a sudden. E three, it, it makes it no sense to have to talk through your phone. Use it as a companion app to set up games later on. Maybe you're at work and you're like, I want to, you know what, I want to start a Mario Party tournament or a Mario Kart tournament tonight let me go ahead and set this up on my phone and I'll set invites to all my other friends who also have the phone app. They can RSVP and say, yes, I will be there at at 8.30 tonight and we'll play. That makes a lot of sense because they don't have to do it spur of the moment. You don't have to send a million texts. You just set the event up and you send it to your friends list. That makes sense. But to have to talk through it makes no sense. For one, it eliminates half their market that they try to target, which of course is the younger crowd. Now, maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe they don't want younger kids talking on the switch because they try to protect the younger audience a lot. Actually, it's kind of what they do with their friends' codes and other stuff. They don't want for for some reason they they really look out for kids that aren't theirs, if you know what I mean. Like they it's it's odd how they do that. Um I just don't see how that makes sense. The switch has Bluetooth it actually has the correct bands for a headset like to just connect to a microphone to connect to um because they have separate ones for the Joy-Con as well apparently. And on the top of that switch, if you look at it, it shows the, the headset symbol. <laughs> so it has the correct input for a microphone and headset. And I, I, it makes no sense. Let us plug it into the device. Let me use my phone app optionally if I would like to set up tournaments. That's fine. I understand it's an easy way to do it. And go from there. I think E3, we get straightened out. No harm, no fuss from there. They just let us, for some reason, sit with this information as long as we have. I, I don't know. If it, did, if it does come out and you have to use your phone, makes zero sense because that means that I then need to plug my phone in to make sure it does not die while I'm talking over it. It, You know what I mean? Then Then you have to worry about your phone's battery life as well.
1: I think that's the beauty of the you know, the fact that they haven't released the online system right away. You know what I mean? Like There is still time. It sucks that we have to wait for it, but at least they weren't like, here it all is right away, and this is just how it is, and you guys have to deal with talking on your phone. Right, like, but what if, they, you... what
2: if
0: they expect us to pay for it a month after they let us beta it? That seems kind of soon, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, that's a little too soon. Um, that's
0: That's my concern. That's the only concern I have, really. <laughs> yeah. Is that, but...
1: Just uh, on, I don't know.
3: On topic, Nintendo does make weird oversights. Let's not forget that the Game Boy Advance SP was launched without a headphone jack at all. So, yeah, uh, to buy an extra dongle, yeah, yeah, that was the weirdest. And I've never, run out. I'm the biggest Game Boy collector ever. Who's my Hello Kitty Game Boy, and I, <laughs> I don't have a headphone jack. It's like, well,
0: okay, I'll just blare all my music and annoy people on the bus. Oh uh, man, so it's uh. It is interesting. I, I don't. I don't know. I hope, like I said, everything gets straightened out. We apparently get one free game a month to try out, which will more than likely be Super Nintendo games, maybe Game Boy Advance games. That'd be cool. Um, maybe GameCube games. So, I have to imagine Nintendo should. Nintendo is set up to have the best showing at E3. I think that's pretty obvious, considering they still have to flesh out a good chunk of their online service. Uh, Microsoft's showing up with their console the Scorpio, and then Sony's probably just going to show up with a ton of games, and they'll probably try to reinforce their VR. Before we uh, sign off here, guys, who do you think, in your mind, you can say whoever you want, who do you think will have the best E3 showing?
3: Mm, I think Nintendo is going to display the best games and probably be the most surprising, and I think Sony's is gonna be the most entertaining to watch because they really seem to be playing up they whoever their PR guy now really like here's our live orchestra and here's somebody who's dressed like God of War, except his abs are also dragons. Like Sony's shows are very entertaining to watch. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cheaply guess two people.
1: Um, I'm gonna go ahead and guess it's Nintendo. I just think that a lot of people are really expecting a good show from them, which you know is good and bad because they're expecting a lot. So if they bring if they don't bring a lot, then at the same time it's gonna be it's gonna backfire in their faces. So
0: Yeah, the hype the hype can get too high sometimes, you know? And if yeah. they don't show games that they've never talked about that people have built up in their head, then to them it becomes a mediocre E3 presentation when it could be an awesome E3 presentation.
1: Right.
2: You're right, you're
0: absolutely right. What do you Evan, who do you think out of the three?
2: yeah, we've still talked about it. It's most likely gonna be Nintendo having like the best run uh, Sony, yes, always entertaining. so that could be fun to watch. I, I always hold out I'm gonna hold out a little bit of hope that Microsoft maybe reveals something that just makes everything kind of make sense, but I doubt it like severely., uh, but secretly, I mean e three is more than just the big three companies. So for me at least, I am kind of looking forward to. Uh, at least looking into what THQ Nordic's doing, because I always did like THQ as a company, knowing Nordic Games bought almost all their IPs, almost, not completely. I want to see where they're going from that point. Yeah, I'm I mean, f- I mean
0: the companies, I mean, Ubisoft, ha- Ubisoft has one, EA has one. There's a lot of companies that have yeah. other than the three.
2: I'm, um, I'm just mad that CD Projekt Red pulled out or decided not to go because I'm still waiting to hear anything about the Cyberpunk game.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, I am keep getting emails about Gwent, which, I mean, it's fine, I guess, but I after showing that trailer and then listening to, I think, like an hour-long talk about all the effort they're putting into making Cyberpunk just one of the most inclusive of everything RPGs possible, I want to see it because the when they say anything... And this goes back to kind of understanding companies and why I file things like this. Anything CD Projekt Red's said about the Witcher series moving forward has always just been like, yep, there it is. They did it. And with what they said about this game, I want to see it. I want to see it in action. But I guess we're not going to get that this year again. So...
0: Uh, it's pretty obvious that Nintendo set up really well here. I think Nintendo and Sony are probably going to battle it out for the best show. Unfortunately, Microsoft I feel like has already conceded because one, they have less than half the floor space of either Nintendo or uh, Sony at this point. I think Sony and Microsoft, or Sony and Nintendo, have like I think Nintendo has like twenty one thousand square feet, and Sony has like twenty four thousand, and Microsoft has like. I think 11,000 or 10,000. It's not a lot Um, because I don't think they, I just don't think they have a lot to show off. I think it's going to be down between Nintendo and Sony because see, Sony has a lot of games that they're still going to announce. I have a, I have a feeling we will see, I hate to say it for a lot of people. I I think monster hunter may be there and it may be there in like, as that one we were talking about. And that I think would take a lot of steam out of the switch monster hunter train, but on the same time, if we do get one for the switch, that would kind of even it out the Sony's system and their presentation will be interesting, but I do think Nintendo has a lot of stuff they can talk about They already said, they're going to talk a lot about odyssey, which will probably take up their Nintendo direct. I do miss the live as much as I've been watching a lot of the older E3s. I missed the live presentations and we're not going to have that with Nintendo. We're probably from what they said about a 40 minute direct or so, um, which I hope means that games like Xenoblade will be spotlighted and they do show a Metroid and they do show Pokemon stars then they sure they'll probably win then because they'll have the big franchises. But I'm I'm curious if Sony can come out there with some big ones like God of War, like Death Stranding, and maybe a few other ones they that they get, maybe some JRPGs. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I I would I would go if I had to bet. Um, I would probably go with Nintendo. Yes, they, it makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like you guys were saying, I think everybody was pretty much thinking Nintendo, but.
1: Uh, so that's they just because they,
0: the, they have the new system, you know, it's fresh. Go on, what are you yeah. saying?
1: <laughs> they better bring it home then. I mean, all four of us are like, it's Nintendo. It's Nintendo, yeah. you know? So if they disappoint, man, this is going to be huge. It's more than yeah. four of us. That's
2: like six episodes. I think we've all said it, every guest, everything. It's got to yeah. be yes, o-
0: o- Yeah, someone said Octopath. Yeah, Octopath Traveler better be there. I really want to play that game. Uh-huh.
3: So, but i'm a huge huge xenoblade chronicles fan if they don't sh- if they don't bring
0: that out for at least a tease i'm gonna be
3: pissed
0: yeah. <laughs> i think we will see it uh there's yeah. no way monolith is not ready to, to show something at the biggest show when it's supposed to be out this year yeah we'll see and i will say um but uh i guess that's um i guess that's it for uh for episode nine of spawncast um dreamcast guy where can they where can they find you man
3: uh, YouTube.com/dreamcastguy. You can check it out. I do. Uh, I review basically everything. Obviously, the last thing I just did was uh, Friday the Thirteenth, which I loved. It's gory, good time. And I also do a top ten list every single Thursday with Top Ten Thursday. So go check it out if you like that type of
0: stuff. Do you, have a, do you have a review coming up? Can you give us a little preview of what the next um, one is?
3: My next two reviews uh, coming up on Friday, uh, June the 2nd, I'm going to be doing Tekken 7, which I can't say anything about now. And then following that on June 7th is my review of ARMS,
1: which I'm playing the hell out of right this second.
0: Very cool. Very cool.
1: Very nice. Um, and then, uh, Philip, where can they find you? Uh, you guys can find me on YouTube. Uh, all you have to do is search Philip F-I-L-I-P in the YouTube search, and I'll come up. I do Switch reviews and a bunch of fun Switch Let's Plays and Nintendo coverage, accessory reviews all the time. And then I'm also on Twitter, just at Philip Musin. It's my first and last name, so I'm always tweeting about fun stuff there. You guys can follow me. I uh, sometimes I follow back, and I'm always talking. So,
0: cool, cool. Okay, Evan, where can they um, where can they find you, man?
1: Uh, I'll, I'll post it in chat, but pretty much
2: the Chimerick's project thing that just popped up anywhere really, Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube, uh, we also have the Chimerick's games thing, and if you just keep following Spawnwave, I'm, I'm the guy that does a lot of the little buttons and stuff, you'll see popping up around some background things, mostly at this point, point. Uh, and I also like to say Moonman Moo, I kept seeing his name go flying by, he donated some stuff during the Spawncast, so thanks for that man. Cool.
0: Very good. Yeah, and Evan and I will probably do our own little podcast slash gameplay thing just for fun. Since we're local to each other, we live like 15 minutes away from each other, so it's easier. Yep. Um, but, uh, I think that's everything for tonight then. Thanks so much guys for coming out on a Saturday night after the arms test punch, by the way, thanks for flipping over here after that. Um, we had a lot of fun tonight and keep in mind guys, we're only two weeks out now, two weeks for E3, oh, just about 14 days. So we have two more shows. Um, next week's will be interesting. I'm still trying to figure out who we're going to have on next week, but the following week will be a big Big Spawncast, we're going to have several guests on because it will be the pre-E3 show, and it's pretty much going to be dedicated completely to E3, where we're just going to talk about nothing but E3 Um, because, of course, the next day is when it starts with Microsoft really kicking things off. So it'll be a lot of fun, but thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, This will be available on SoundCloud tomorrow and iTunes as well. And then if you are a uh, patron over on the Patreon for Spawnwave, Spawncast. Um, you will see this tonight at some point, uh, maybe even later tonight, the full video cat, uh, podcast will be up there, uh, raw and uncut. So I think that's it for now, guys. Thanks so much for watching this episode nine and we will see you guys next week. Same time, same place, nine o'clock Saturday night.